Kick Out Crew. James L. Corai. Brad Stanton. Coach Rosie. Adam from Bill. Mike Whitaker. Devin Dowling. The Kick Out Crew Podcast. Available on all major podcast platforms. And watch videos exclusively on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 43 of your show, The Kick Out Crew. My name is James Elcorai. You can reach me at James Elcorai. And this is Kick Out Crew at Kick Out Crew on Twitter. You can watch us on YouTube. You can listen to us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Want well, to thank everybody for the millions and millions and millions of feedback on our last episode. I'm glad you guys dug it so much. Uh, you know, my uh, inbox, just DMs, just keep on flying. Uh, that being said, if you look, we do have a uh, guest on today, uh, our buddy Michael Gallagher. So, uh, Gallagher, uh, introduce yourself. Let the people know uh, what's up. Hey, what's up, guys? Mike Gallagher, uh, top guy for about a year. Um, just met these knuckleheads, and uh, I don't know, man. You guys know me. I mean, anybody who's going to watch this is going to know me. They know I don't shut the fuck up. So I guess that's really it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like it. Well, uh, you know, I guess it's time to, you know, kick it on over to Brad. Sorry about your Eagles loss. Uh, that being said, so I am Brad at Yes Man Brad on Twitter. We're going to be doing it that way now, right, James? Sure. Anyway, um, <laughs> So uh, just to, I mean, every, some of you might know already, we're putting this in a can a little early, so I don't even know if the Eagles won or lost. So that's the James good joke over there, a little peek behind the curtain. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to talk to you guys a little bit today. Uh, I did recently on Facebook, there's been a lot of uh, charities on there, like uh, walk or run 28 miles for St. Jude, uh, do 2,800 pushups for the American Cancer Society or vice versa. I can't remember which one it is. So I joined them and now they're popping up everywhere, but I joined two of them. I'm not usually one to say that I'm doing a charity or anything like that, but I just thought it was a good cause and some people started donating. So I'm like, well, now I got to do it, right? So once a day, I just post what I did on there and that's it. Little do you know, right? Little do you know that the negativity follows you no matter where. Now I know that I've talked about negativity on this show before with social media. It is to the extreme. Again, here I am walking 28 miles in the, in a month, or I am doing 2,800 pushups in a month. And everybody in this group is ripping each other to shreds. You have a guy that posted a picture of himself said, just got the 2,800 pushups done today. Now, as we record this, it is very early in the month of February and he has his shirt off and he looks like Finn Balor. How do you think that was received? And we're trying to raise money for sick kids at St. Jude or the American Cancer Society. Not too good. The guy is torched. 97 comments later. Now, somebody else now, there was supposed to be some kind of shirt that comes with these uh, these charities. Now, I can, give a, I can give a crap less. Is that why I joined? So where's your shirt? Where's your shirt? Where's your shirt? So back and forth you have, where's your shirt? 
Why do you care if you have a shirt? Where's your shirt? Why do you care if you have a shirt? Non-stop. And then finally, people saying that they got, you know, tracking it and basically getting ahead of the game. And then someone else saying, listen, the whole point is this is supposed to be a struggle. You know what? Stop talking. Stop talking to each other. Just do your thing and move on. It's all supposed to be positive. It's supposed to be for charity. Don't rip on someone because they decided to do their pushups early. Don't not rip on someone. Don't. I don't understand. These are things that were supposed to be good things, and it still turned into a negative, just like with the school. I could push, I could go to a school today, and I could push six kids away from a moving bus, and you would have someone on that on the on the Facebook group say, What exactly were you doing at the school today anyway? <laughs> if there if there is if anything positive on social media, people will turn into a negative. Next time you're thinking about posting something negative, just don't post at all. It's an old saying in life. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Same with the posting. And, it, and really, it's a chicken shit way of doing it anyway. So just, you know, this is supposed to be a positive experience. It's a charity. Uh, you know, I had people donate money. So now I'm, I'm just sticking with it. And, you know, I, I post my just so they know I'm doing it. But really, we shouldn't be ripping each other to shreds because of it. And really, just keep your shirt on, too. We get it, dude. You got abs. We're very proud of you. Back to you, James. <laughs> well, nice. Uh, always, hey, good charitable work, Brad. Really <laughs> spreads a positive message. You know, shout out to Facebook, huh? <laughs> yeah, so if anyone wants to force Brad to do push-ups, go to his Facebook page. Yeah. Donate some money. Doing it. Do it. I'm doing it. Where's your t-shirt? I don't care. <laughs> i don't care i don't understand if someone donates 25 dollars and i'm gonna get a 10 dollars t-shirt how's that working out for st jude now, come on yeah. just i don't even get it i don't even get it who cares just do your push-ups <laughs> and move on <laughs> right oh man hey good stuff you do have a sick-ass shirt on though by the way it will come into play not on this episode <laughs> 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 but Shout i guess uh, cartoons we're all good <laughs> right i guess we're already altering the outline so uh gonna kick it to our man adam uh very very uh familiar background you got there man yeah, y'all like my background this week um palm water dave um, i'm out here in mississippi he, he was nice enough to allow me to start the podcast in his man cave and I tell you what, guys, the, the pictures don't do it justice. They really don't. I mean, it, it's, I've walked around this three or four times, and every time I see something new, every time I didn't see from the previous walk. And then he's got it overflowing into another bedroom over here, and he's got like Marvel, Superman, Batman. It's, it's amazing, this collection. And it's, it's it, you don't know it until you see it in person. The setup's amazing. How they, he's got it, you know, timeline to different eras, whatever, you know. He's got the flare side, he's the WWE side, and Texas one Eric side. It's amazing. But, uh, we come out to um to watch a show for Bayou Independent Wrestling. Um, our man Paul Water Super Dave was referee for half the matches out there. And I tell you what, just because you don't know all the names on the show doesn't mean you won't see a great show. And um, independent wrestling is is huge out here. Um, be on the lookout for a guy named Ray Fury. 
Um, and what Camacho? What's her name? M, is it Emmy? Emmy Emmy Camacho. She's up and coming. Um, look out for her. And um, let's see. There, there was actually an announcement. There was a former TNA star. His name was Cassidy Riley. After 29 years of wrestling, he's retiring in March. It'd be his last show he's going to do. So I guess I'm the first to bring that out. So yay! <laughs> so, but uh, it was just an amazing show. Um, Paul Waters and, and yeah, he, of course he does the main event. So it, it was a great show, man. So if, if um, who the announcer? What was his name? The guy from Twi Twitter for uh, Twitch? Or? Nick, Nick Harrison, the professor. The professor Nick Harrison. He's big on TikTok. He does uh, entrances like on wrestling, wrestling stuff like that. So um, I just been out here in Mississippi. Got out here yesterday, and James Sorensen made me wake up at 3:30 this morning and take his butt back to the airport. And Mister Mister Miss Paulwater was nice enough to allow me to come back and hang out for a little while. So it's been a good weekend. Hey, just another th want to shout out to Pondwater Dave. Um, he has the Pondwater Dave show. Uh, come, he drops it on Sunday now. He was doing Monday, but Sunday, and I, I already listened to. Um, and I was, I know that we are ahead of the game here. And uh, does a great job. Right does a great job with him and uh, Justin Davis and Amy. And they usually have uh, Amy Vaughn, and they usually have a guest on uh, normally too. Uh, as much as me and Amy fight back and forth, she does a great job on the show with you guys. So shout out to him, and make sure you guys are watching and listening. Anything you want to shout out and put over? Yeah, Amy. Amy's a smart ass, y'all. <laughs> I, didn't know, I, didn't, know I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> but no, thank, thank, thank you for that. And. It's been good having Bama and the gang out here this weekend, and I'm really I'm glad they got to come. I got to spend some time with them, and they got to they got to see my collection. I I'm real proud of it. And, oh God! And make sure you're watching on YouTube right now if you're not, because it's uh it's definitely uh, something to see. I know we've had them on before, but wow! I don't, I don't even know how to put it in words. It, it's just it's amazing. It ain't even the word for it. It really ain't. I'm, I'm, while he's talking, I'm over here, and I've got three new pieces that I'm trying to figure out where I'm gonna put. <laughs> do you turn the camera around do we see the other side of the wall yeah and i never know where to put my piece oh yeah that's why i'm divorced brad <laughs> look at that i have to mix it up somehow <laughs> that awesome. is definitely nice that is There's sweet yeah, so wow. watching on youtube because we're getting a tour right now of uh dave's man cave which is uh nothing less than spectacular but if you're not um watching hey, it's, it's, it's listen insane. to my voice <laughs> because it's dead air otherwise <laughs> <laughs> that's just amazing like every single inch of that room looks like it's covered in some so, different piece of wrestling it, history he's got stuff behind stuff like you like i said i was walking through last night and looked around and i come in here this morning and i noticed something i didn't see last night some people call that clutter i call it easter eggs there you go <laughs> yeah <clears throat> A holiday in. It's amazing. I mean, I just, I can't put it in words, guys. You, I mean, you really have to see it in person. And then his, his microphone set up here. He's got the nice camera. And how big is the screen? Is that a 40 inch? No, it's a 30, 36. So I'm not watching it on a TV screen right now. It's awesome. There you go. I needed some place to put the TV, so I turned it into a computer monitor. Yes. <laughs> you're talking about over the top. I love it, man. It's 
Hey, there's even a 24-7 title here. Hey, Ball it, was yeah, only three sold. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot better looking title in person than it is on TV. It looks fake and plastic on TV. It's actually a sharp looking title when you look at it. You nice. can get one pretty reasonable now. WWE's closing them out. They were selling them for two hundred dollars at a live event. Damn. Check that out. Which tells me they're never coming back. That, that belt's never coming back. <laughs> the is that the new AEW women's title on the backside right here? Mm -hmm. That Joker is probably the heaviest belt I've ever picked up in my life. That thing is insanely huge. I don't see how the women carry that thing around because they'd kill my shoulder after a week. <clears throat> That's probably the heaviest belt I think I've ever held. <laughs> but he was nice enough to hold. It was me, Bruno, and oh, um, let me say his name. Yeah, James. Mister James. James James, James is the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. With no Any? disrespect to other nice guys, but Sorensen's another level of nice. He gave him a um. Gave oh, that's I guess I got four pieces. I got to find some place to put. <laughs> I'm the proud owner of a black great Muda mask from Japan. Whoa. That was nice. Man, it's awesome. That is cool. And he picked up dinner last night. I don't need, didn't even <laughs> see him tell the waitress. Because we'd already told the waitress how we were paying. Waffle House, baby. And he, he did it. Yeah. Shout out Waffle House. Yes, sir. Like a true gentleman would. Smothered, covered, chunked, and dies, baby. Redneck hibachi, yeah. baby. It was good. Good. Nick Abbasi, I love it. I love this thing right here. Hey, Adam, if I could two seconds, Sorensen is amazing. We went to San Antonio last week with him and Bobby. That's, and I that's mean, that's right. You was with him. That's right. You know, Dave, you talk about nice. It's nice is nice and generous. I think generous is just something that we got to throw out to Jimmy also because this, this lovely piece right here, this uh, two things, this, this Champa and Gargano uh, poster, and then this. Winged Eagle belt, all from Sorensen. And I'm then, jealous about that poster, man. I love Gargano. Oh, yeah, Champa. he gave me a Royal Rumble t-shirt, too. Oh, sweet. And sweet. a Dallas Stars tumbler. Santa Claus came and saw me this weekend. <laughs> right? You can't like fight it. with him. You can't fight with him about it. I mean. No. No, you can't. It just shows up at your door oh, or it just right shows up in your suitcase. That's yours. That's mine. He told me. He didn't buy it for me. I've got a referring mask. He bought that for you. Awesome. There you I'm go. Yeah. Off of the podcast. Ray Fury is somebody to really look out for. I mean, he's 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 luchador, he's a good size guy now. So I, I guarantee you within the next year or two, you'll see him on TV. Like, yeah, he's been on TV before, but you'll see him on a permanent basis yeah. real soon. He's he's been he's been on AEW without his mask. Thank you. That's it right there. Oh, that's cool. That's, that's badass. badass. Adam, while you're uh, talking about wrestlers, I uh, I searched Cassidy Riley. He seems to be best known in TNA for Chase. His name is Chase Stevens. Yes. Where he is in the okay. team, the Hot Shots. Uh, they had a few tag team title matches. And then he actually was in WWE in 2007 and 2008. And he went under the name Cassidy Riley. They were actually the tag champions last night until they got beat. It was him and Bam Bam. Bam Bam Malone. Bam Bam Malone. You might remember Bam Bam Malone recently. Um, he tag teamed with a fellow named Frankie Thomas, and I can't remember what they they called him, but it was a match on uh, SmackDown where Braun Strowman beat both of them. It was a oh, handicap okay. match. 
They they put them on SmackDown, so they they're getting they're getting some looks. Bam Bam also showed up on an episode of Raw as a uh, the ringside position that came down to check on somebody. So he's on their radar. I mean they they're aware of him, and they've used oh, him in the ring and out of the ring. Getting that mainstream exposure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's several names I guarantee you you'll see them on a, on a more often basis coming up because they're they're awesome. It was a great show last night. And the venue, like God, that venue was awesome. Oh, the venue. Oh, that venue the is venue made for amazing. wrestling. It's made for wrestling. It's called City Auditorium in Vicksburg. And if you go to cage match and you just start going through old matches in Louisiana, there was some, I mean, there's a lot of history that's been in that building and it was perfect for wrestling. And the acoustics were incredible. Uh it's just a you could feel the history there. That's the kind of venue it was. I'd seen um a few days prior that World Class actually ran a show there in 89 with the main event, Carrie Von Eric versus Terrence Garvin. And on the, the opening match featured a, a young wrestler by the name of Super Black Ninja, who um okay. he later went on to do a few things as the great Muda. Ah <laughs> awesome. Nice. Kamala was there often as um as Sugar Bear Harris, and then he turned heel, and he was Ugly Bear Harris. <laughs> nice. Was, uh, was his, uh, was this <laughs> Kamala <laughs> down below? Those who get it, get it. It was before he was, before he was Kamala. Before he went to the, before he went to the jungles of Jerry Lawler's back. I mean, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Jarrett's last uh, backyard. Uh, it's been an amazing weekend, guys. Really has. Been an amazing awesome. month, honestly. And you guys are always invited. If y'all want to find your way down to Mississippi, I mean, we can. I mean, there's not a whole lot to do down here. If you like Civil War, this is your place to visit. <laughs> I mean, that's that's that's. I mean, the whole the whole state's basically a Civil War graveyard. But it's good times at the Holiday Inn, and I'd be glad to have you if y'all ever want to come down and visit. The Holiday Inn, baby. Oh yeah. Thanks, Dave. And that's a, that was a joke. Just because <laughs> Conrad has the Conradison, so I picked like a bargain, a, a bargain basement, bargain basement hotel chain, and made it the Holiday Inn because I live in double wide. And it's great. amazing out here, guys. I mean, if y'all ever get a chance to come say hi, I'd recommend it. It's 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 amazing. And Mrs. Paul Water is you'll never meet another lady like her. She's she's a saint and an angel. And I don't know what any kind of better words to say than that. I, I don't know how I got her. He can't <laughs> keep covered two times. But it's been a great month, guys. I mean, it's, I had to hit, hit the road in a minute. So he was nice enough to let me at least open the show in his, in his main cave. Looks awesome as fuck. Hey. Are you going to do your so quick much. wonka, wonka, wonka before you head out? What the fuck? Well, I want to be. I mean, I'll be on the show. I'll just be in and out. What do you want to do with the outline, Mike? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Mike, write an outline. Oh, so quick. Maybe, maybe we could do the outros. <laughs> right. I'm down. Tell well, me where you're from, Adam. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> go ahead, Adam. We're off the rails. No, nah, go ahead. I did, I I I got one. Somebody sent me. Go ahead. Hey, I'm from I, Mississippi. I didn't, I didn't. I didn't get to write them down yet. Because I wasn't planning on talking three hours of breakfast today. I was going to do it when I got up and 
I mean, you losing track of time just totally blows my mind, honestly. I, I can't even imagine that you uh, didn't have a set, you know, schedule with everything perfectly. Well, shocker. Absolute shocker. I'm going to take my time it. looking for that joke, man. All right. Well, Brad, <laughs> well, uh, what's uh, today's agenda? Let's talk about today's agenda, then you can think about the joke. No, I got it. It's what's green, has four legs, and would kill you if it fell out of a tree on you. A pool table. <laughs> you needed to look Better that up. That one. No, somebody sent it to me. I gotcha. Thank you, Devin. Yeah, you're welcome, brother. <laughs> we got Brad picking feuds. We got Devin writing Adam Waka Waka jokes. Like, just cross that off. Number your show, uh, guys. <laughs> number Fifteen is now taken care of off the outline. So there we have it. <laughs> Oh, I've got, I've got, I've got things to see which other number we should do on the next of the outline. Yeah, let's see. What the hell? Gallagher's giggles, right? <laughs> Gallagher's giggles. I like it. That's actually not bad, Brad. I'm just messing with you, Adam. I love you, pal. Gallagher's giggles. So today's right? agenda. Let's talk about today's agenda. So this was uh, kind of a Mike Gallagher idea that we I thought was absolutely great. Friends that became foes. So basically what that means is tag teams that ended up Obviously feuding, which happens all the time, except for one time with the New Day. But everybody else pretty much does it. So that's what we're going to do today. So we're going to talk about uh, Shawn Michaels versus Marty Jannetty from Royal Rumble 1993. And we're going to talk about Edge and Christian Rebellion 2001. And that is today's agenda. (laughs) (laughs) Nailed it. We are running hot. Oh man, we are on fire. Speaking of on fire back in this day with all uh our boy, you know he's cute, you know he's sexy. It is uh, you know, the first match. Sean Michaels <laughs> and Marty Jenny from uh Royal Rumble nineteen ninety-three. It is an intercontinental title match. Ah, strange, and that belt will be involved in another match also. Oh <laughs> right? Pay attention. It took place January 24th in 1993 uh, at the Arco Arena in Sacramento, California. It had an attendance of 16,000 exact. Crazy. Uh, it had a fire <laughs> rate of 300,000 exact. Also crazy. <laughs> it had a match length of uh, roughly 14 minutes, 20 seconds. And our boy, Melty Melts, gave this one four stars. But yeah. Enough about that match, but first, Gallagher, how did we get there? How did we get there? Well, we did a lot of stop and starting, I'll tell you that, when it came to Marty Jannetty. Um, hold on, we got to run in. You want to say hi real quick? Just wave, just wave. We can't. This is Michael, is MG3. We're going to wave real quick. All right. Yes, so you can smile, put it's your, okay. He put your son over when he was over here. He put his son, yeah, he, uh, he put your son over pretty good. He took care of him like it was his own. It was amazing. Cool? All right. He lives. So it was a lot of stop and starting with the whole Marty thing just because of his drug use or his drug arrest. But where we started was um, <clears throat> so it was a match between Flair and HBK where uh, John got rolled out of the ring. He was hurt. Marty throwed him back in and uh, cost him the match. Started a little bit of the, the friction there. Secondly, it was the 91 Survivor Series. So for like the five people who watched it, they saw, um, you know, <laughs> they saw Michaels hurt his knee. 
Mario Gennetti also getting body slammed into Shawn Michaels, causing him to be eliminated by the Nasty Boys. And then they argued on camera. And then I think my, at least my childhood and maybe your guys' childhood, but I think the best breakup scenario was the barbershop window. So The Rock is on the barbershop. And Bobby Heenan had the best line of all. You see? He tried to jump out the window and escape. <laughs> I mean, I, while I was, and I, I picked out a couple of lines during the movie, out during the movie, during the match itself. But I mean, Bobby Heenan was, it wasn't he not the best guy. He was. He was awesome. He could come up with anything on the fly. It, it was amazing. So unfortunately, after that happened, I think that's when Marty Jannetty asked for his release back backstage, unbeknownst to Sean. And that started causing friction. So I think, you know, according to according to Bruce and according to some of the other stuff I read, that's what really started that. So we went, what, four or five months before we actually got something. But we're not getting into the backstage, not getting into Marty's arrest and stuff like that. But I think the coolest return was was when Sean's in the ring. And, and, and almost, I think it was great that they had that time because Sean was really able, not just because uh, a lot of times, and I'm trying to talk slower, so I apologize, gentlemen. Oh, you're good. A lot you're of good. times, a lot of times we get that breakup, and then the next week we get the character change, right? And we don't know what they're trying to accomplish. But I think what was great about Sean's um, time away from Marty is he really got a chance to develop that sexy boy character with Sherry. So we got a chance to get invested in this, knowing that Marty's there, Marty's there, guys. And then when he finally came back, and he appeared right behind Michaels in the mirror and, and Sherry's face. And then Sean's selling it. I mean, and, and, and I also love the Guns N' Roses t-shirt that Marty had on, too. That was fantastic. I seen that. I, I thought that was right? awesome. Signing the ties. <laughs> um, and then they had the brawl. And then basically the next time they saw each other was at the Royal Rumble. Am I missing anything, Brad? No, man. That's, that's how you do a build, huh? That's how you do a build. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot, that a lot of passion. Passion and excitement Thanks. there, and that's what we're looking for here. So we really appreciate that. And I, I don't have to ask the first question now because you answered it. I said, Mike, why this match? But or Mike Gallagher, why this match? But man, I think you said it. You just love this feud, right? It's my favorite of all time. Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty, my favorite tag team growing up. And um, I and and I'll be bluntly honest with you, I was a Marty guy. Um, but when they broke up, when he became when he became a sexy boy character, I mean, I, I I am man enough to say this. I fell in love with Shawn Michaels. I even brought out my old Hasbro's for today. Oh shit! Yeah, my Raga Hasbro's for today. But yeah, I mean, it was you know, I it was it was you know what, Brad? It was right when I started getting into wrestling. It was ninety ninety one, and um, yeah, I mean, I could go on for the next twenty minutes about how much I love the Rockers that breakup, and really, I think what it is, Brad, it's, it's that's the first like like that, that's the first vivid wrestling memory I had was Shawn Michaels throwing through the barbershop window. Yeah, I, I I joke. My first vivid memory is uh, Hulk Hogan getting thrown into the cage from our cage from King Kong Bundy, which of course is not a stellar moment in wrestling, <laughs> but it's my first stellar moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I kind of I get what you're saying about it being your first real memory. Like, wow, this stuff's good. Yeah, you know? and it's just you're invested and you see it, and and you know, same thing with Bundy in the cage. It's just that's what you remember, and that's where and and that's where your passion comes from, right? And that's that's how you get into it, and. No matter what people tell you, you'll always be that fan. You'll always be that guy who loves that who loves that angle. Exactly. So, Adam, you're going to be with us for a few minutes. 
Okay. So I wanted to ask you, what was so special about this tag team to you? Oh, because it was something different. I mean, up until the, you know, the early nineties, you didn't see a whole lot of, you know, uh, top rope, high fly type deals. It was more ground and pound and move to move type stuff. So here are these two young guys coming flying across the ring and, and just like Mike said, Gallagher said earlier, getting thrown through the, the window was one of my first things I remember also. So it was just like this big, huge hill turn, but the way they started, they were best friends, almost like brothers. They did everything together. And then all of a sudden there's an attitude change and there's that turn, man. So it's just, I just think the, the flow of the match, the high speed that you're not used to seeing from the past. So sensational Sherry comes out uh, to the ring here alone. James, any, uh, any, what were you thinking when you saw her coming out this time? Uh, lock the doors and turn the lights down, though. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I've always thought Sherry was hot, man. I really did. Uh, but, I mean, you kind of you get it because, like, whose side is she on type of bullshit they're trying to play off. You know, it's funny. As a kid, I don't think I would have thought that much of her uh, looks-wise. But as an adult now, <laughs> roll tide, huh? Roll tide. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Marty um, Marty Janetti entrance. Mike, uh, get Mike Whitaker. What is up with this attire, and uh, where can we find it in your closet? <laughs> um, it's right next to the Jeff Hardy from '96. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. It, it was yeah. It was definitely that time, like where they, they both kind of wore right. Yeah, right. Now, as far as hairstyles, uh, who had the better mullet, Adam? Esk Allison. <laughs> <laughs> so, Devin. Other than Mike Kyoto, uh, it was all it was all Shawn Michaels. Never date a tennis player. Devin Michaels is on his way to the ring. What makes him a star, and what made him the next big thing? Uh Shawn was just the the showman, the perfect entertainer. Like he was being flamboyant and playing with his hair. Like he has all the gold and all the just the chains and playing up the crowd. You know, just being cocky and arrogant like he could, and just making everyone hate him. Really really becoming a superstar at this time. Gallagher, did you like Sherry better in this storyline or when she was in the storyline with Angle and Michaels? Oh, I mean, I think you got to go this one. This is the original. And and I think this was probably, I'd say one of the first times we really saw Sherry as a face on the, in the WWF side, right? Because he went, she went from Macho Man to DiBiase and then to whoever, you know, then to Sean after DiBiase. But I think this is the first time we really saw Sherry as a face and that had that type of that uh, that conflict inside, and you know, and as we'll talk about, it definitely played a huge part in the match. So then, Adam, I want to come to you on this as well with Sherry. How was she able to get so much heat and get people to love her at the same time? Because everybody can, everybody can, you know, reference a love triangle type deal or a relationship. You know, she wants to be with with who she thinks she's in love with. But at the same time, he's been mean to her, being rude to her, so. She's playing with the heartstrings and the emotions because it's some it's something that people either they know about it or they've been through it. So it, it hits home with a lot of them. So I think that's how they get involved more because it's it's real to them. So Whitaker, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, James, who are the announcers today? Glad you asked. Uh, one of the best all time, actually. Uh, Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby the Brain Heenan. Love so... 
Mike Whitaker, there's some early momentum here from Marty Jannetty. Was there any? Was there ever a moment you thought he could win this match? I thought it was a possibility. I mean, because you can never, you never know when you get that shock out of what happens in WWE. So there's always a good possibility that he could win. So we also have Sean playing the chicken shit heel here. Jannetty throws Michael into the corner. Michael's uh, flip up the post up the knee, knocking Michaels out of the ring. Devin, early in the match, Michaels has been on the receiving end, but is that is that just great selling? Oh, absolutely. Oh, we all know that Shawn Michaels is one of the greatest sellers of all time. And uh in this day, he like in in the match matches time, he was still young. He was flying all around the ring, just putting up a show. Is letting... it too much? Um I feel like Shawn Michaels has always felt like he's a little too much, but that's just the that's just the man. Clothesline to Shawn out of the ring again. Marty dives out of the ring onto Michaels. Adam, was there ever was there ever a chance to you that uh, Marty Jannetty could have been the bigger star? Uh, you know, at, you know, twenty twenty hindsight now, you already know the outcome. But back then. I mean, he was just as good. He was step for step with Marty Jannetty. I mean, with Shawn Michaels. I mean, if, if he would have stayed, you know, stayed out of trouble and his demons he dealt with, he could have been a big star, I think. He could have been real big. So, I, yeah, I mean, it's the thing. Like, at the time, I guess nobody really knew. Uh, yeah. But, of course, now we look at it like, well, of course, because Marty Jannetty pretty much went to signings and stuff like that and became more of like a, we remember him fondly but he's not a huge star anymore where Michaels is still Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. You wouldn't know at the time though. You know, I, I, I totally agree. But, so, but if he would have um, stayed on the, if he would have stayed on straight, straight and narrow, I think they could have been two of the top. I know Shawn Michaels, of course, but I think Marginetti could have stayed step for step with him for a few years. Hey, uh, Devin, do you have any um, stories about Marty Jannetty and your mother? Uh, so much like uh, Mike uh, Gallagher here. My mom was a bigger Marty Jannetty fan than Shawn Michaels. So right around this time after uh, Shawn Michaels turned on Marty, there was a house show up here in Syracuse, New York that my mom and like three or four of her high school friends all went to. She told me that they're sitting in the third row. They brought signs, all hearts for Marty Jannetty. All of them love Shawn or love Marty Jannetty. And they're all screaming and throwing their sodas at Shawn Michaels and screaming at Sherry. And then they actually chased down Marty Jannetty after the show and all got a picture that my mom showed me just the other day when I told her we were covering this match and she showed me the picture and she had an autograph still for a pamphlet from the show and I thought it was really cool like do we get to see it but I I didn't bring it with me but she showed me like the other day like it was like four or five days ago well I'll take a picture that's what you call a work shoot okay so (laughs) so Marty Jannetty's your dad (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, we know the stories of Mari Gennetti, but my mom was only like 12 or 13 at the time. Oh, so, yeah, let, oh, 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 oh. All, right. All right. So the announcers are really talking up how neutral Sherry is here. Shawn Michaels blocks the punch off the top on the outside by Gennetti. Michaels rams Gennetti into the post. James, is there too much uh, emphasis on Sherry by the announcers and maybe even by me? Well, it's a lot of... Uh... Yeah, a lot of camera cuts and all that stuff. I mean, are we doing the the custody for Sherry match or are we uh, doing an intercontinental match? I thought that was what was on the line. I don't really know. Yeah, it seemed like a lot. 
Man, Can I interject absolutely. real quick, Brad? Man, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> I think that <laughs> I think it was more the beginning of their story. <laughs> um, so I, I, I definitely, you know, I definitely noticed they talked a lot about Sherry, a lot of camera cuts, but but why I didn't mind it so much was because I think it was the beginning of their story. Because again, and we'll come to the end of the match after in the backstage area. But I think that the whole, I don't think, and, and forgive me if, if I'm off kilter here, but I don't think Sean and Marty were big enough stars. I think Sherry was still the biggest star in the match. So I think you're that, right. You're right. Yeah. So and I, the thing I, I about that feel, is, yeah. you're right, is that we didn't know then. You know, we, we're looking at it now. It's 2023. They weren't right. then. You're right. Yeah, but at the same time, she was involved through the whole thing. Also, she was she got hit by the mirror prior to all this. Mm -hmm. and, she was actually put in the middle of all of this. So I think she was just as involved as the other two. She elevates them. Yeah. Fair so to say. include her. Mm -hmm. So Michael's working methodically on Marty, pushing him back in the ring. Shoulder uh, breaker by Sean, punches Sean. Devin, how is Marty selling in this? Uh, Marty? Well, right after the shoulder breaker, his selling wasn't too great because he immediately hopped right back up and was like standing in the corner, like holding his shoulder and stuff. But did y'all notice something about that shot when he ran his shoulder to the to the to the pole? Did y'all notice anything? Um, what? Uh, nope. Go back and watch crowd? it. No, nope. go back and watch it. Shawn Michaels ran Marty Jannetty's right shoulder into the pole, and when he got up, he was selling the left one. Go back oh, and watch. Uh... Uh, this guy, huh? This guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a. It seemed like Marty was selling like quite a bit, but a little overselling and a little confused. So, but it was just funny because when Shawn Michaels has him, he's he has him on this shoulder and rams Marty Jannetty's right shoulder into the pole. But they cut to Shawn Michaels into the ring, come back to Marty Jannetty. He's on the left one. So go back and watch it. it it's, it's plain as day. So we have, uh, we're back on the outside now. So, uh, we're, we're, yeah, back on the outside, slammed by Michaels to, to Marty Jannetty on the, in the outside uh, of the ring. Then they start talking about the dislocated clavicle. So Gallagher, does this help the crowd sympathize or do they not even care? I, I don't think they care, especially if you sound the wrong one. No, I don't think anybody noticed it, but you know, not that damage just said that. Um, I, I just think the whole, I think the sympathy for Marty was Sean... Sean, I don't want to say Sean screwed him, but you know, Sean's been the, the guy who's been getting on top of him, not on top of him, but he's been getting the better of him. And, and, and I think the sympathy was more for like, I think people were waiting to see Sherry do something to have Marty help to help Marty win the match. So I, I think that the sympathy was more with Sherry there. And again, I just want to say one thing though, those guys could freaking go. Like the one thing that I kept saying yeah. to myself during the match was these guys could go like nobody was carrying each other. They both could go. But to answer your question, I think the sympathy was more for Sherry during the match than it really was for Marty. There's another star in this match, too, Joey Morella. You know, he yeah. was such a great referee back then. God, he I was knew so someone good. would bring him up, so I didn't think I'd have to bring him up because I knew you would. Yeah, he's such a good referee back then. Man, just, just watching this match just reminds me of how good Sean was, how much I miss Sensational Sherry. And how amazing Joey Morello would have been if he'd still be around now. The stories he would have is just amazing. Speaking of, speaking of stories, Mike Whitaker, is the story being told in the ring, even though maybe you don't remember the build up to it before this? Is the story I, being told? I think it is because I, I wasn't watching that time when all this stuff was happening. So me watching the match, I mean, I could get a feel of what was going on and everything else. So. 
So Sean punishing Marty in the ring, off the top by Michaels, onto the shoulder of Marty. Submission by Sean. Adam, this is a very different style um, that we are normally seeing from Sean Michaels. Would you agree with that? That it's more of like a uh, work a like work a body part uh, strategy? Oh, oh yeah, I've, I've got it right here. He slowed the he slowed the match down. He um he got the shoulder involved, got the arm involved, a lot of uh, stop and hold moves. I mean, because he knew Marty, he probably knew Marty J could hang move for move, high fly wise. So he kind of changed the game plan up, start working the hold, and take away his speed. You take away a man's speed, you take away half his arsenal. There's a hell of a story being told here, James, and I I don't know if you were watching at the time or not. Would something like this have, if you weren't watching, could this get you back into wrestling, or was it not enough, or do we look at it fondly from 2023 eyes? I think. Uh... Well, the iconic part is the barbershop thing. Like, I think that's kind of what set the tone for everything. And then, because uh, I don't really remember any of their squabbles before, but you, the barbershop thing is definitely iconic. And I think that did, like, draw a bunch of interest into, like, whoa, what the hell is this about? Like, why are they breaking up? What's this? So I think it's a good story. I mean, it's no mega powers exploding, but it is a good, like, story. Devin, is this your favorite version of the Intercontinental title belt? <laughs> uh the oh title itself, yes. The strap on it was ugly as hell, though. What was that about oh, a strap man. on? The, <laughs> the, the color of the strap <laughs> that was on the Intercontinental Championship was ugly for that. My favorite is the white one that Cody Rhodes held, that, like, uh, you Fucking know, Honky Tonk Man, <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. That was my favorite. That Cody Rhodes. I like how Cody Rhodes was the first wrestler you said with that. Any Cody Rhodes was the one that brought it back during my era. My so. favorite is the my favorite is the Intercontinental Championship that Macho Man held with the red WWF letters. I am so sorry. I just did this. The Adam, is that behind you right now or what? behind <laughs> 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 <on> the TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Slam by Michaels. Michaels on the second turnbuckle. Marty putting the foot there up. Is. <laughs> that one's sick. Look how beautiful. That is awesome. Slam by Michaels. Michaels on the second turnbuckle. Marty put the foot up and then uh, nailed him in the face. Jay, uh, I'm sorry, um, Gallagher. Was this the best crowd pop of the night? When he put that boot up on the ground there from the top. I think the best pop of the night was when he when she missed a slap. I think everybody really popped with that one. Oh, and yeah. it hit, it hit Marty. Up, up until now. <laughs> up until now, of course. I mean, I, and, you know, being the first match, I think obviously, yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I look, the crowd was rooting for Marty. This is still before, you know, I think this is right before Sean really got the respect where everybody started um, rooting for him. There we go, Bama. Hey, Bama, can I get a Michael, please? I love when you say that. Hey, Michael. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but yes, Brad, uh, I think up to that point it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exclusively on YouTube. Yeah, or else like you don't Excalibur. know what we're talking about at all. You know, that's just... I, I feel uh, like Excalibur. You look Marty like Duck. St. Cara. Marty Ducks. <laughs> Marty shoulder first into the post. Marty in control. Janetti is pumped, <laughs> but Michaels leverages Janetti out of the ring. Suplex from the outside, blocked by Janetti. Reverse, flips Michaels out of the ring. Sherry distracts, slaps Michaels. Huge pop. Whitaker, was this the perfect time for the slap? Of course. Because you got everything, you got so much going on at the time, so it's great for it. You gotta have the build up too. The build up was great. 
Right. Marty suplexes Michaels back into the ring. Marty Jannetty throws Michaels into the corner. He flips out of the ring. So freaking good. On the outside now, back in the ring. Power slam by Jannetty off the top. Lands on his feet. DDT by Jannetty to a two count. Devin, is this just great false finishes or what? Before false finishes were this big. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, the, it was constant action, constant movement, constant uh, guys going for the pinfall and actually seemed like they wanted to win the match. It was so why it was didn't fantastic. you like the match? Why didn't you like the match, Devin? I I like the match, uh, just not for the first like ten minutes. It was uh, it was constant action, but it didn't feel like a story up until kind of now. Michaels misses the super kick. Janetti hits it, but it's not called Sweet Chin Music yet. Am I getting that, guys? They did not reference that name, right? Even though they were the Rockers, that's not where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's crazy, isn't it? They're the Rockers, and he, he has a super kick, and they call it Sweet Chin Music now, but they didn't then, and they're broken up. <laughs> right. Uh, Tuning up the band little, and all that stuff. <laughs> for those of you at home that are watching, listening and watching, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I did not hear that title of the super kick in this, and the Rockers are dead at this point, so it already happened. Rockers, Sweet Chin Music. Kind of goes. So Michaels misses the super kick, like I said. Janetti hits it into a two and nine-tenths count. A number of counters into a slingshot by Janetti into the cover, out at two. Referee catches an elbow. He's out. Sherry in the ring, taking off her shoe. Mrs. Michaels hits Janetti face to face with Sherry and Michaels. Gallagher, how was this? How was the suspense here? Face to face with each other. No, it was great. It was great. And the and and the the look on Sherry's face when she realized what she did was, I mean, you talk about somebody who could sell somebody who knew her role in the match. Oh man. It was just, to me, I, I, I was just, when Devin was talking about, I forgot what exactly what he's talking about, but I was getting goosebumps just thinking about, you know, just watching the match over again. Super kick to Janetti. Ref wakes up just miraculously at the right time into the pin. Sherry runs away. So upset. So distraught. So, no, oh, Brad, James. Brad, real quick. I'm sorry. Will, real okay. quick, Brad. I was on a roll. Bobby sort he, of. No, the, the, Bobby Heaton. I had to, after he missed, after Sherry missed and hitched on, Bobby said something like, and now Sherry's sitting there saying, I'm just a dumb harlot. Yeah, he calls her a harlot. <laughs> I mean, oh gosh, that was just like, I, I, I Bobby was great. Sorry, Brad, yeah. you're on a roll there. No, roll no you're good. I, I actually hey, lost my train of thought. It was perfect timing. And that suplex <laughs> they did from the inside the ring outside. Yeah, yeah Marty Janetti gave Sean. You didn't see that a whole lot back then. No. No, and, and, and Bama, that's, that's a great point. Reason. And the ball on the outside, you didn't see a lot either. So in the back, wailing to the mean gene, Sherry, damn it, settle down. <laughs> How much did you love that, uh, James? Oh, mean gene's the best, dude. I love mean gene. And his old, like, because uh, he was another guy, like we say, Heenan can, like, act on the fly really good. Mean gene is, like, one of the best at it, too. So, Mike, uh, Mike Whitaker, is this a perfect example of this story not being over? Yeah, it seems like it. There's always going to be something afterwards. So, uh, that's the match, guys. Uh, we do have uh, some questions. So, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and get into them. Let's do Great. it. Great. So, Brian Haremza, <laughs> Brian Haremza, a big Shawn Michaels fan, apparently, says, is Shawn Michaels the worst person ever or the absolute worst person ever? Fuck out of here. <laughs> 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 Like, what do I say to that? 
<laughs> I got something to say to that. Bryant, who won the match in the main event of Survivor Series 1997? Um, if we're waiting for you to answer. Uh, via That's Shawn Michaels. 10 days ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Frank Bruno, a uh, friend of the yeah, show, yeah. Frank Bruno. Did you like how they handled Marty's return? Also, do you think Marty should have won the belt at this event? That's a great question for you, Gallagher. I mean, I don't think so because um, I, I think Marty was gone for too long and I think Sean was still building his character. But I'll tell you, 11-year-old Mike would have loved to see him win the title. Yeah. Uh, James, while I read the next question, I didn't get the print Ben Jones question. If you could pull that up for me um, while I'm reading the next question, because I know you were uh, pop pretty heavy for that one. So um, Zol Lopez, who's real big on the hashtag, asked the crew. Love it, Zol. Hang on, hang on. Before, this- before, before you say ask his question, shout out to him. Um, I'm not going to put anything out there, but he's just going through some stuff. So just keep, y'all keep him in your thoughts and prayers. If you know, you know. If not, just he's going through some stuff. Keep him in your thoughts and prayers if you don't mind, please. And reach out to him. Just yeah. see how he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Love you, so. Hashtag ask Love the crew. You, In the spirit of the barbershop, did any of you have any horrible barbershop hair experience? Yeah. The last time I was there, I was 14, pal. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about if you know, you know. <laughs> Anybody else? Barbershop experiences? I don't even know how to answer this one. Freaking love you, man. My, oh, aunt's, yeah. my, my aunt's my hairstylist, so like. She's never really messed yeah. it up. Always got what I want. It doesn't look like you've gotten a cut in like the last 15 years, old Devin. <laughs> no, it's been over right, a year since. <laughs> I can't say much. Uh, James, you have that pulled up? Sure don't. Okay, <laughs> so go to the next. I have one more question before then. <laughs> what uh, what status was it on? Does anybody know? It's on the... It, all right, so what did he say? Um, <laughs> he said... Was, uh, was the barbershop segment the biggest moment of Brutus Beefcake's career? <laughs> Freaking no, so good. Him piggybacking off of Hogan was his biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, it's just so funny that he actually That's said great. that. He's like, That's, That's funny, huh? Conrad coming out, huh? <laughs> uh, one more question about this match, which again is not a question. Thanks, Brian Haremsa. Is Sean overrated or absolutely overrated? Wow. Dude, what is your problem? We know who he likes. Sean's <laughs> better than Bret Hart, Brian. Just get over it. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, the opinions by Devin Dowling do not express the opinions of the entire kickout crew. Um, True. They may, but we're not going to admit it. <laughs> so, anyway, <laughs> that's the match. Back to you, James. Great match, uh, Gallagher. I, I, I found yeah, my walk walkers real quick. Okay. I got to get on the road. That's why I'm, I got to get on the road. The most exciting uh, segment <laughs> in wrestling podcast going today. Waka, waka, waka. I feel all professional. I got the microphone right here. All right. Uh, so I'll keep it nice and short. Giggity. That's what she said. I'm yeah. <laughs> that one you know doesn't what, make sense. You know, I got fired from the keyboard factory yesterday. I guess I wasn't putting in enough shifts. Oh. Yeah, there's two. On the oh, keyboard. Boy, <laughs> I, I hear Mr. Miss Paul Water in there laughing at me. <laughs> They're just making sure you don't take any of their belts. <laughs> you know, you know, <laughs> you know, Dira, you know diarrhea is hereditary. It runs in your genes. Hey, oh, <laughs> <there it is. laughs> 
Waka, waka, waka. You know, I did find out that you never date a tennis player because love means nothing to them. Because ah. love means zero. Ah. Yeah. I did. I did. <laughs> for real. <laughs> this is my favorite you. one right here. When I found out my toaster oven wasn't waterproof, I was shocked. <laughs> right. Waka waka. Uh, I, I, I popped the house literally. I hear them in there laughing. <laughs> I like it. Is that all of them, buddy? Yeah, I won't keep my head out of here in a minute. All right. Waka waka. Send my welcome. <laughs> oh, please. Send your welcome on your show. Great. <laughs> <laughs> Make like right, a Jamie. penis and head out. Yeah, I, I, that'll work. I like that. Speaking waka fetuses, waka, go wipe your ass. ass over the kick out crew. <laughs> I go and wash my hair. Oh, <laughs> uh oh, is it main event time for that toboggan to come off? No, I, I can't Ladies. yet. Not tonight. <laughs> All right, so for my topic of the week, spoiler alert: it ain't happening today. Oh well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll make up for it next show. I'll do the whole show without my my beanie. Let's not get excited here. Right? Don't, don't <laughs> That's great. That air, huh? All right, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So for my topic this week, it is this weekend is going to be elimination chamber. We're going to see, you know, the United States championship defended. We're going to see a number one contender for the raw women's champion. We're going to see Roman versus Sami Zayn. But one of my, favorite elimination chambers of all time is one of the so-called worst elimination chambers of all time it is from december to dismember the extreme elimination chamber so there's six of us on the show right here i was just wondering if you had to enter the extreme elimination chamber what would your weapon of choice be Mm. a taser (laughs) <laughs> I can do I can do stick because they hurt the worst. They really do. I don't know why they don't think they don't. They really hurt. You hit the taser out of Mike's hands. Kendo sticks suck. Shout out to dead air. A knife? Barbed yeah. wire baseball bat. <laughs> You cannot bring a knife. Barbed wire baseball bat, I guess. Yeah, so I'm I'm ECW, I'm just saying. ECW, I, I go barbed wire yeah. baseball bat. All right, I guess it counts. Wait, wait, wait. A taser counts, but a barbed wire baseball bat doesn't. No, barbed wire baseball bat counts. I didn't uh, think a okay. knife counted. Brass nut. Okay. <laughs> I'm going go I'm to I'm keep it sneaky and go with the brass nuts. William Regal maneuver. Yeah. Like it. Maybe All right. Somebody got to put some duct tape on their kid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we didn't have a show with Tim Freeman, what would we do? <laughs> if it ain't Gallagher, it's Whitaker. If it ain't Whitaker, it's Gallagher. Yeah. No, mine is, uh, mine, mine's rolling Baby Shark upstairs right now. <laughs> like, literally dressed up like Baby Shark running around. Brad yeah, having yeah. a hard time? <laughs> Uh, that's the story of my life. <laughs> you know, when I was addicted to Viagra, that was the hardest time of my life. 
Oh, damn! Bonus content. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck, dude? <laughs> Everybody, answer. Oh, I, I, I believe so. My la- um, my choice would just be tape, kind of like Adam said, duct tape. We're gonna see tape used in the second match. We've seen it used in multiple other ones. Just tie your opponent up and then use their weapons against them. So, yeah, that's my that's my idea. I don't know. I thought it was a fun idea for Elimination Chamber this weekend. When this drops, it'll be this Saturday, I believe. So, everyone should watch that on Peacock. Mm. Sounds like it's going to be a big show. Well. Yeah, shout out. He follows me on Twitter. The big show does? Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty sweet. Mm, Nice. So, I guess he was alive when he said no more BS. Yeah, right. <laughs> waka waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guess it's time to keep this train rolling on these tracks and uh, send on over to Mike. So, uh, Mike, what you got? Well, first of all, I found out this week, you know, we had uh, the Royal Rumble, but they had the uh, Mountain Dew Pitch Black Dark Match, right? Did you know Mountain Dew paid WWE a million dollars to have that match? That's it? Yeah. That's it. That's a million it. dollars. That so they got like a lot, enough money. <laughs> Dude, we should have a kickout crew two out of three falls match. <laughs> yeah. Mike, right. are you saying that you think that's a lot? I think it's a lot for one match, yeah. But it, it, what's the difference between like, so they had a match that was at what, six, seven, eight minutes long? Mm-hmm. How many spots does someone pay for? Uh, normally in like a Raw or uh, a SmackDown like, for a know, 30 they're just not, Well, they're just now kind of starting where they're going to do the sponsoring a match type deal, like just one match. Usually they, they sponsor a whole pay-per-view. Not True. the whole, not just one match. <clears throat> I'll so, tell you what, it, it, the, the information definitely got out there though. I will say that because, uh, I mean, freaking Devin drank it. Oh yeah. yeah. Right? <laughs> My fiance Erica, she she I mean, really wanted me to go get two of those drinks for us to try them during the Royal Rumble. So I imagine a million dollars, one yeah. million dollars just for that sponsorship is probably a great deal. I think like, it is too. I, I for, the, think for a month before that, they were sponsored on every single yeah. one. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a good deal as long as they made their money. But let's say that's, that's about that's about them. I think that's a whole the Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Right. Mm. Also, um, I got a little thing. Back, um, I don't know, 15, 30 episodes ago, whenever it was, I did a thing about crazy laws in our state. Since we got Mr. Michael Gallagher here, I pulled up a couple crazy laws from Idaho. Look at this guy. Did you call me? So, <laughs> so, did you know it is against the law to live in a doghouse unless you're a dog? <laughs> so, can't do that. I- I guess the last couple of years of my marriage, I was breaking the law. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> In Idaho, Idaho Falls, it is against the law to ride a motorcycle if you're over the age of 88. Um, so I can maybe see that. It is also against the law to ride a merry-go-round on what day? Sunday. Sunday. Cannot go on a merry-go-round on a Sunday. <laughs> I don't know how we figured that one. Here's another crazy one. Okay. 
it is against the law to sell an Idaho deluxe potato that has any kind of rot, blemish, or sun dam sun damage to it. So, if you have a bad potato, you cannot sell it. You can get up in to Idaho. in Idaho. You can get up to six months in jail for that. Wow. <laughs> I would love that. I would love it. to hear someone say that in jail. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> right. crime. Six months. And there was two blemishes on my potato. <laughs> and another thing, and I don't know how, like, how they can put like this on, like, effect because it's just something I would definitely do all the time. But it's against it all to go fishing off the back of a camel. So you cannot go fishing and be sitting on the back of a camel. But you're great facing forward, huh? So if you're on the front of the camel, yeah. you can sit on the camel's head, actually, and fish all you want. But you freaking stay off his ass. If you sit on the yeah, you sit on the back. And the last one, I mean, and I, I don't know why they're doing this to a poor lawyer, but lawyers must not charge widows a fee for moving their piano from one room to another. So Boy. a lawyer cannot move a piano <laughs> and charge for it. Why are they involved? I'm just saying, I mean, Mikey, you Mikey, you gotta better hire a mover. Piano mover, you're good. Lawyer, no. You got to do it per bono. But yeah, you have to do it per bono. You can't, can't do it. Freaking <laughs> great. So we don't want Gallagher to get any kind of trouble, so make sure you abide by those rules and you'll be good. I'll make sure my camel stays in the backyard. <laughs> right. I love that shit. <laughs> Good looking out. <laughs> that was fun. That was good. That was it. All right. Oh, fuck. I didn't give you, you didn't tell me. I didn't have nothing. Uh, well, you know, uh, <laughs> that's another exciting episode by James. Uh, Let's see here. I uh, everybody have a good weekend. <laughs> what fun stuff! Huh? <laughs> What's the weather like where you guys are at? Huh? Rain here today, you know, just enthralling, <laughs> enthralling stuff. Uh, <laughs> I did wake up today thinking I had to work or thinking that I was off tomorrow, and I'm not off tomorrow. So uh, mm. shout out to that, you know, through a good plans. Uh. NXT, uh, waiting on the Braun Breaker call-up. Good stuff. I guess he's going to lose around Mania time, which will be three weeks after this airs, probably. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that was a kayfabe spoiler. But... I mean, honestly, though, James, he is ready for the main I, roster, don't you think? I figure he would have debuted at the Rumble and, like, made a, a strong run or something. What is the hold-up? What do you think the hold-up is, James? I don't know if they're trying to milk him because he's like helping NXT a lot right now. I don't know if they're just kind of saving him there to help help that brand. But he's due. <laughs> he's due for a call up. I know he hasn't been there that long, honestly, but he's due. I think they should pivot from the Cody situation with Roman and have the Sammy versus Roman situation at Mania and then go with Legacy versus Legacy with Cody versus Braun Breaker. Just saying. I know you what you're Steiners come out, and then you have gold dust yeah. appearance. I mean, it, I, that's an idea. Maybe someday. 
<laughs> I think uh, I, I think you're kind of right about like the, who's next in NXT to take that. I guess they don't Mello? think Grayson Waller's ready because I, I was expecting him close. to win it at that last uh, at Vengeance Day. But if he's not ready in NXT's eyes, then who is? Melo, he's the North American champion. So Carmelo Anthony is gonna, I think, the guy. Who's that? I mean, Carmelo Pace. <laughs> <laughs> Syracuse legend. Shout right. out Carmelo Anthony. Syrac- yeah, he's still got Syracuse on the brain. <laughs> Don't hate it. Or you can throw somebody, or you know, or you take somebody from the from the main roster who's just kind of waffling and throw him back in there and just make somebody next. No, I hate to use the, you know, I mean, I would say Dolph Ziggler. I'm sure he could bring a feud out of somebody. I, I mean, and what's to say Carmelo can't can't be both champion? Yeah, Keith yeah. Lee did, and then they butchered he, he that. Could. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Oh, shout there out to go. Admiral Akbar or whatever the hell his name is coming back, huh? It's a <laughs> trap. Boy, uh, what a pop! <laughs> right. It's a, a shit, right? <laughs> oh man. But yeah, I like uh, Carmelo. I think uh, honestly, thought that two out of three falls match was gonna be a lot better. And uh, it's too long. Yeah, but you know that was fucking like ten days ago. So yeah, just something. (laughs) (laughs) It was alive. It is alive. Keep it timely. (laughs) Shout out to Apollo Crews, though. (laughs) Yeah. Shout out. Well, speaking of uh, you know, (laughs) giggling. Because Lord knows this is a uh, fun and thrilling stuff, but uh, let's just keep these giggles going. <laughs> and I'm gonna send it on over to uh, Gallagher. So Gallagher, uh, what's what you got for these uh, Gallagher's giggles? As it says, I got. Well, it's funny because uh, I Brad sent me the outline. I saw Gallagher's giggles. I'm like, that's pretty funny. So I'm like, I I'm awful making up a joke on the fly. But I was looking at my notes here, and uh, so Brad asked me to bring up a topic. So I'm like, you know, I'm thinking best. Team breakups of all time. I'm thinking, you know, what's since the Super Bowl is coming up, what's our favorite Super Bowl? But I think my favorite tag team breakup of all time is was my marriage. <laughs> yeah, but I digress. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> Come, Come on. on. <laughs> Come on. The, pa- right. the pause made it. The pause made it for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but I was, but my thing was, I was going to say, you know, um, you know, what's cool is I haven't had the opportunity to watch my favorite team play in the championship other than the Mets. So, you know, being that Brad's on the, on the call, it's, it's, it's great that he gets to see a couple Super Bowls. So my, my question to you guys is, is what, what was your favorite Super Bowl to watch? Oh, no doubt about it. 2018, uh, the Eagles versus the New England Patriots. I, I, that whole, that whole play, like, I know you, you hate me, James, but like, seriously, to have a backup quarterback come in to the playoffs and, uh, destroy i mean the minnesota vikings and to destroy and then and to beat tom brady uh you know we're talking about fools here it, we thought we were done we thought we were toast we, we we got there but we didn't think we were no shot and that yes definitely my favorite super bowl there gross it would be more important to me that that important that super bowl is more important to me than any other one no matter what happens because it was the first eagle super bowl as well win that's awesome how you Devin? uh so i've been able to witness two 49ers Super Bowls in my life, but unfortunately they're both losses to the Ravens and then uh, to the Chiefs a couple years ago. So those ones I want to say were happy Super Bowls or, or ones that like uh, I enjoyed. So hey, one of my favorites. Went out on one of them. Yeah, yeah, that was a uh, yeah. But 
Recently, I went back and watched the 1984 Super Bowl when the 49ers took on the Cincinnati Bengals. You Joe Montana. It? I watched it the other day. It was on YouTube. The entire game was on there. I was like, you know what? I have a crazy life when the fiance is gone. But, so, then, uh, so, yeah, I'd say 1984. Joe Montana, 91-yard drive. Ends it. I thought they played the Dolphins in 84. Uh, you're right. You're right. It was 86. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I, yeah. You're right. I grew up, in all fairness, Devin, I grew up a Montana fan. So I got the opportunity to see, you know, between 80, I was born in 82. So I got the opportunity to see, what, three, three Niners Super Bowls. So it was, I, uh, and then I became a Chiefs fan when he, uh, when he went to the Chiefs. And then when he retired, I like to tell everybody that my dad decided I was going to like the Jets and I've been miserable ever since. <laughs> oh, so I'm hoping my dad doesn't listen back to this one because he'd be pretty pissed hearing that <laughs> if I was saying the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, about you, Mikey? Um, <clears throat> what about, I, I can't remember the year, but when uh, Atlanta went and played against New England <laughs> because I am in Georgia, I am kind of a, Atlanta Falcons fan, so that, that was your favorite Super Bowl to watch. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not big in NFL, so it's just one of my teams. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, the outcome wasn't awesome, but yeah, right, right, twenty-eight to three. But they were there because I oh, that I year too. I think that. that's when um, uh, the Braves won, Georgia won, uh, uh, yeah, Georgia won the championship. Braves won that year, so and then Atlanta was going. So it been something cool to have all three teams win their title, but. Yeah, Alcaraz, hey, you got quick, to see a few championships. Real quick, Gallagher, what was your most miserable Jets moment? I think I know it. Oh, my most miserable Jets moment. Oh, butt fumble. Ooh, yeah. sounds gross. It was a butt fumble. <laughs> I was I was at that game. I was at that game Thanksgiving Eve. Oh. But yeah, um, there's been a bunch of them. I mean, ah. <sighs> I'm going to jog your memory. You know what stands out to me? When, the, when they were in the playoffs against the Browns and they were up big, real oh, big yeah. against the Browns. That comeback, that had to make you want to throw up. Uh, Gastineau's rough in the pass here or fourth in like, like fourth and 26 or something like that. It was ridiculous. Oh, man. I felt, felt for you guys that year because I'm not yeah. a Browns guy. <laughs> no, it was, they, they, you know, it, it's, so, it's always funny because regardless how old I get and regardless who's coaching, who owns the team, the, the phrase that my dad and I use is just same old Jets. Hmm. Same old Jets. Well, Mr. Elkarai. No. <laughs> it's, your, it's your show. <laughs> oh, do not do that. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, there were three out of four years that I got to really enjoy Super Bowls. Uh, you know, granted, that was like uh, how many years now? I think 27 years ago now, so... Uh, I like the first one against the Bills because it blasted the dog shit out of them. And it was kind of like we weren't supposed to be there. And the Bills were their third straight Super Bowl. And we smoked them. But that, but then Leon Lett did that thing. And everybody just remembers it because of that. But I will say <laughs> when they came back in Super Bowl 30 and beat the Steelers, because Steelers beat them in the Super Bowls in the 70s. So, like, with the Cowboys to come back, get back in the championship mode, and then, like, win against the Steelers, I thought was really cool. And shout out to Neil O'Donnell for uh, throwing two good passes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but Troy awesome. Aikman, I mean, Aikman and Emmett, dude, I love those guys. Like, I will never forget watching them growing up. 
That was cool. It was really humble. My my favorite one to watch was uh, the the ninety the ninety two Super Bowl with the Giants and the Bills, and and the reason why that was my favorite one to watch was because it was um, my grandpa died the next year, and my grandfather was a huge Giants fan, so the last Super Bowl he got to watch was that Super Bowl. So like I just remember like I had the best memories of Nord missing this field goal and me, my uncle Dan, and my father, and my grandfather just jumping up and just screaming and cheering. So so that was that was my favorite Super Bowl to watch. And Whitney, I mean, and Whitney's super, and Whitney's um, um, uh, Star Spangled Banner or American Beautiful, that was phenomenal. Yeah. That's cool. Thank you, guys. I, pre- I appreciate you letting me on. I appreciate you letting me do that. That was awesome. Yeah. No, the Giants, uh, I'm surrounded by Giants fans up here in northern New York. Oh, so mm. the Giants recently, well, back in, what was it, 2007, when they defeated Tom Brady? Good the God. first time, just yeah. Like the NFC East just jack off the Super Bowl champs in the NFC East. I guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> got big Richard Nick Foles talk, and now we got fucking Eli Manning. Richard oh, Nick Foles. <laughs> the, the, the rumor has it <laughs> that's his nickname, Big Richard Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, that's I love hearing Brad talk about the Eagles, and you know, like. Love the Niners talk. It's just good shit. <laughs> I'll respect the Jets one because you got to have a lot of pain, <laughs> you know, unless you were locked well, people three, you really didn't have anything to add to that either. Boom. No, no. We, we had a couple of good games. Like they made the FC title game two years in a row, but. Um, yeah, Mark Sanchez. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Sexy Rexy. Sexy Rexy. But you know what it was? I'll say this, James. What was the best memories I have about being with the Jets and watching the Jets is that time frame, that 08, 09, is being with my father and being with my family and just being able to watch the games with my parents. Because it was, it was an event at my dad's house. Every Sunday, we'd go to my dad's house for the game. So my friends would come over. My family would come over. So it was less watching the Jets and watching them aggravate us. And it was more just knowing that once a week, I got to see everybody and spend time with them. And Rex had them like must see TV actually there for a little they bit. They did. They did. They just they couldn't you know, like couldn't be Peyton that first year and they, they couldn't be Roethlisberger that second year. Yeah, that's great to hear, Brady. honestly. Oh, my, thanks. My man. family does the same exact thing every Sunday. Everyone goes up to my father's house and watches the 49ers game. And good or bad, it's just uh it's always good because everyone's together. And that's honestly Absolutely. what matters. Right. Makes it a little less hurtful when they lose. <laughs> right. Right. I dig it. So, for the record, gentlemen, I just heard my son drop the f bomb while he's playing Madden. Speaking of football, <laughs> ooh, see, mm. there you go. Mm. First amendment. And there, doesn't sound like that's a Gallagher giggle. Mm. <laughs> so, at the end of the at the end of the rumble, everybody's screaming, "You know what?" To Roman Reigns, and I look down and I see my son mouthing it. I'm like, "Oh hell no." <laughs> I'm like, I'm not telling your mother what happened, but if I see it again, <laughs> wait till she hears when, this uh, episode. Yeah, when we were at uh, Impact Hard <laughs> You're to Kill, she's gonna listen. <laughs> me, James, and Adam went to the uh, Hard to Kill Impact, and there was some little kid right right next to us, and he was yelling and cussing and everything. Oh man, he's going to town with it. Yeah, I was yelling pussy at one of the wrestlers, too, and there's a kid yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. No, I got to when Cardona went to the corner, and I was like, we want Chelsea. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Shout out. That meme with her and uh, old Gunta, hilarious. I think I popped like a little. I I popped so hard when she came out. Like it was a little. Bobby looked over me like I was a little too much Gallagher. (laughs) (laughs) Has she been on TV yet since? Uh, She was on Raw. Yeah, for like twelve seconds. Yeah, it was just a long time. Called what's his name? The manager asked if he was the manager. Yeah, Um, Adam. Yeah. Yeah. That was freaking good. Are you the manager here? That was pretty fun. <laughs> Ridiculous. Uh, anything else, this Gallagher? This is a blast. No, no, this is a blast. Thanks, guys. Oh, yeah. Well, take a big sip, James. <sighs> Cold, Cold refreshing taste of natural light. Speaking of, uh, you know, refreshing, let's just uh, jump on over to our second match. It is a... Uh, <clears throat> Edge versus Christian from Rebellion 2001. It took place November 3rd, 2001 at the Manchester Arena in Manchester, England. It had an attendance of 15,612, but I don't know how many that is in metric. Wanted to make that joke all week. Uh, It had a buy rate of, I couldn't really find it. It had a uh, match length of 12 minutes and 49 seconds, and Meltzer gave it. Three and a quarter stars, which I don't know what that is in metric either. But uh, anyway, that's enough about that. But uh, Devin, how do we get there? All right. So in my research for this, I kind of found that this has been called the forgotten breakup. So honestly, it goes around as a as the forgotten rivalry between two teammates. So it all started back in 1998, Edge and Christian who were two athletic, young, good-looking Canadian wrestlers who signed with the WWE. They were an immediate attraction to the fans because of the lackluster tag division at the time. Alongside the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Brothers, they would kind of revolutionize the tag team division. Uh, But tag team glory would not be satisfactory to this duo. In 2001, they would both enter the king of the ring. Edge would end up defeating Kurt Angle in the finals, Christian would fall short to Kurt Angle in the semifinals, actually. The next night on Raw, Edge was rewarded this big King of the Ring trophy. And Christian was outraged. He was pissed off, and he was spewing with jealousy and snapped on Edge. He beat the crap out of his longtime partner and eventually hit him with a concerto, a one-man concerto. That's where Edge and Christian, it was one of their tag team moves, where they would each have a chair, hit a person simultaneously across the head, Christian, for the first time, did it alone to his partner, Edge. So, about a month later, Christian would challenge Edge uh, at... um, I didn't write the pay-per-view down. But after a controversial finish, (laughs) Christian would actually end up becoming the champion, the new Intercontinental Champion. The rematch was set for No Way Out 2001, and that was a ladder match. One of these two, these two uh, teammates' iconic matches. Edge would end up being the victor in that and win back the Intercontinental Championship. So we needed a grudge match. Each person won one match. So the table was set for here. Rebellion 2001, a steel cage match. Fantastic, Devin. Is a great, good-looking Canadian man, huh? <laughs> Young, oh, good-looking men. <laughs> So Gallagher, how about this Christian entrance and music? What did you think of that? 
Uh, I mean, I definitely like the, um, the the close your eyes one, but I it, it was good. It, it was different. It was. I don't think it was it was different enough from Edge's theme song or their "You Think You Know Me" entrance where it was good. But I do want to shout out to Josh Henney because Josh Henney um, called out a couple of weeks ago on the um, Jason Sensation Zoom that I I resemble Christian. So to all my peeps out there, I don't well, see I'll tell you it. Yeah. <laughs> you definitely have a lot of Captain Charisma in you, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but uh, I liked it. I liked it. I I loved his. I, I think the beginning of this pay per view, the way he came out, it felt big to me. Right. Even though I think at the time Christian and, and I know you guys joked before about how we're not going to compare who's a bigger star, Edge or Christian. But I think Christian had that it factor when he came out on this one. He came out with the belt. He, I just I, I it felt it felt like he felt like a big deal when he came out to me. Now, a few weeks ago, Anthony Powers was on and he it just it was we 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 spent some time on was Christian in Edge's footsteps, stuff like that or shadow. And I just, we didn't want to, I just didn't want to do that again, but that's okay to what you said, of course, there. But, you know, like you said, it felt big to you. And that's what uh, I, I hope the women say to me when time is right as well. <laughs> so, James, you think you know me. Now, when this is said, does it still get you? Does it still get you excited? It is cool. Uh, I didn't realize that uh, Rob Zombie was actually following that up either. Like, you know, because it played Never Gonna Stop Me. I didn't know because I really wasn't watching it this time. This is about the time I uh, took a nosedive. And plus, this is a UK that paper. Should piece, a shirt. So. That should be a shirt, James. What? I wasn't really watching it this time. Yeah. <laughs> it's really uh, 90% of the shit we cover. <laughs> I really wasn't watching <laughs> Hey, real quick. Uh, who are the announcers here? Because this starts pretty fast. Oh, glad you asked. Uh, the commentaries are our man, Jim Ross, and uh, future podcast host, Paul Heyman. Yeah, hopefully. Mm. I ain't got to be at some point in time, right? I mean, he's got to be. But not while he's with WWE. It ain't going to happen. Oh, we'll not see. a chance. No. Watch out for a future episode of Kick Out Cruise featuring Paul Heyman. Yeah. Mm. Maybe no. maybe we'll give him some shine. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll give him some notoriety. If he, uh, yeah. appears on here. We'll give him the rub, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Devin, who's the heel and who's the face in this match? Uh, Christian's the heel. Uh, recently, he would join the Invasion, which at the time was the WCW-ECW kind of duo shows that were coming together to take down the WWF. The Alliance. The Alliance, yep. So I don't think we have Adam with us for the rest of the show, even though I see his uh, <laughs> his picture. Uh, I don't think he's with us. So I'm going to go ahead and combine some questions. Mike, I'm going to give you two questions. I want to know who's got the better gear, and I want you to tell me what the rules are to this match. Mike, Mike Whitaker. I'm sorry. Uh, Whitaker. The rules, uh, better gear, I would say Edge had the better gear. But um, the rules ain't just like anything go like a regular match. Besides, you can exit the cage and win. So my question right? is, are there rules? Are there rules? Not really. I mean, yeah, well, no, I guess not. Because I guess not. I don't know. We're going to get is into that, though, aren't we? Well. I don't know. Do they enforce rules that aren't there? That's the question. Yeah, they're enforced rules. I mean, you got the rope break type deal shit, but. So we got a quick start. Back, back, body drop by Edge. Gallagher, how long can you wrestle in a trench coat anyway? 
That's a good question. I don't know. I, I, mean, I would defer to Bama. <laughs> As an interim I mean, performer. I, I, think, uh, I think the record, Brad, is five minutes and 37 seconds. That's what I thought, too. Sounds Christian right. tried, tried to escape twice early. James, were you bothered by the breakup of these two competitors? Uh, what breakup are you referring to? <laughs> I guess it doesn't like, matter if you weren't watching. Or or <laughs> As I thought tag as a tag team. team, they were awesome, and they didn't have a dumbass name. They went by Edge and Christian, you know? They didn't, right. they were, like, coupled together as, like, you know, the jackasseries or something like that. <laughs> the Canadian Connection, you know, some shit like that. They, they were just, you know, Edge Christian. They were brothers, too. Yeah, so they could have just called them by their yeah. last name because they're brothers. Devin, hey, do, you think the re- yeah. do you think the referee in this is the right choice, or was he uh, too green for this kind of uh, situation? Uh... Personally, I forgot who the referee was. Mike so. Kyoto. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it. Nah, Mike <laughs> nah, he was not favorite, too green. He'd been there for years. He was, he was prime, perfect referee for the opening show of this pay-per-view. <laughs> opening match of this pay-per-view. Edge, very aggressive, throwing, um, throwing uh, Christian into the cage. Christian trying to escape again. Edge pulls Christian off the cage, onto the ropes. Um, Mike Gallagher is Christian putting on a good performance at this point. Yeah, I mean, I think Bruce said it really well. I think Christian's one of the more underrated workers of all time. He was just always in the right spot at the right time. And um, I mean, and I don't think you could have a I don't think you could have had better chemistry than Edge and Christian. I mean, just the fact that they knew each other so well. Two count, Christian pulls Edge into the cage, look like a missed spear working on the shoulder. Kyoto breaking up the chokehold. Ross says Christian, Jim Ross says Christian has a five count to work with here. Um, this is what I'm talking about. James, what the hell is this? The five count in the cage. I don't know. Cause at first they say like, there's a whole lot of fuckery in this match. I'm gonna, like the opening of the door. Like I thought you had to escape. It's so not like, Oh, here you go. You know, like I thought that was kind of strange. <laughs> the ref would just I open hate it every time. Hated that. Jim Ross is like, now your hands can touch the ground. Your, you know, everything can touch, but your two feet have to touch. You know, not your hands. And then you got like, so number one, you're letting them out already. You know, you open the ref opens the door, and then for some reason closes it right back and locks it. But uh, whatever. So then you know you- what's funny, James? That door thing is always there to get out. But like, I always like. I know people get really mad about the escaping the cage. I don't mind them climbing out the freaking cage and like making an effort. But you talk about walking out the door, like right? Yeah, like I don't. I don't like that either. When the ref just opens it, like, oh, they're getting close to the corner. Let me go ahead and open it up. What if you just throw a guy to the corner? He just slides there right out the rope, and boom, he wins. And you're just like, damn, I was just throwing him to the turnbuckle. You know, terrible. Backbreaker by Christian. Tries to escape again. Now, Mike Whitaker, do you like that Christian is aggressively trying to win the match? By what escaping? I mean by, what, I, what I mean by that, okay, is that you know how many times someone climbs um, climbs like a, a ladder and they're doing it slow? It seems to me Christian is really looks like he's trying to escape. Did you like that that way of doing it? Yeah, I think that right there looks a lot better than just doing it slow. Like like you're saying, you know, when he crawls up in, it's taking him five minutes to get up top. And th- when he goes and rushes up there, it makes it a lot more believable. Like he's trying to hurry up and get out. 
and also makes him look like I think what Matt Hardy called him at CAP or whatever he calls him. You know, where he's just trying to run and hide and get get in and get out because he's he's not wanting to fight for it. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Good. Good answer, Mike. Christian with all the momentum. Christian very convincingly trying to escape, like we said. Deliberate. Jim Ross keeps referring to them as brothers. James, did you forget that until this match, that they were actually referred to as brothers? I remember back in the day, and then I like how it was just, like, dropped pretty much. But accentuating the breakup, and JR just kept referring to them, brothers, brothers, oh, the brothers, brothers, brothers. When they grew up together as brothers, you know, blah, blah. I'm like, man, he's laying it on thick. <laughs> hey, Devin, should this have been a European championship match, considering this was in the UK instead of an intercontinental match? I did find it odd that, it, like, the European title wasn't on the line as well, since Christian recently won it, and it is in the UK, like you said. But this, uh, this rivalry was kind of all about the Intercontinental title. In their first match, Christian won it from Edge. Their second match, Edge won it back from Christian. And the third match, might as well be on the line again. So crossbody by Edge, catapulted into the steel cage by Christian to Edge. Now, Mike Gallagher, do you think they should bring Mesh back? And do you have any Mesh shirts at home? I did when I was in my early 20s. Uh, I did a little bit of Raven, did a little bit of clubbing, so I, I, I will admit I had one of those. Um, but as far as mesh goes, you know, as far as mesh goes, unless like Liv Morgan's wearing it, or um, you know, man, well, Mandy Rose probably does wear it. <laughs> but unless Liv Morgan's wearing it on television, I think we should probably keep it in the early two thousands. I wish you would have wore that for the episode. We can hit pause so you can go find it. Real quick. <laughs> I'll cut some holes in this shirt for you. How about that? <laughs> Whitaker, could, could they have ever? Um, could they ever set up a feud like this between Kofi and Xavier Woods? Kofi Kingston and Xavier Ooh. Woods. Ooh. And why not? Because everything's Well, thank you for letting me answer. I was about to say they might, but they had to work You're it right. Shaking your head like this. Because I'm, I'm thinking, I was trying to think because they would just have to do it the right way, and that would make the one that turned one of the biggest heels right there. So they could do it if they did it right, but I don't think it would, would play up heel? to. Who would be the heel of the two? Xavier Woods. And why is that? Because I think he he's the most underrated one, I guess. Not not maybe not in my eyes, but just Kobe's had the world title, uh Big E's had the world title. He hasn't really had his chance to get the push. So have him turn on Kobe and be like, Hey, it's my turn to be up top, my turn to be number one. Submission rest hold from Christian, edge fights out, gives a clothesline, then falls down. Suplex off the cage from Christian, kick out. Christian getting frustrated, spear from edge, but too tired to capitalize. Now, Gallagher, or I mean, I'm sorry, Devin, is this the wrong way? Is this the, or is this the right way to protect a finisher? Uh, I think, I think it is. If uh, both men are completely drained and he's finally able to capitalize with that finisher, but just, you know, he's too beat down to reach to the cover. I think it makes sense for, you know, a kick out for taking so long or like a not a no pin at all. So they're both down now and the referee's counting Gallagher. Kyoto's counting. What if he would have got the 10? Is the match over in a cage? It shouldn't be. I mean, technically it shouldn't be, right? There's no rules. 
I get so confused. I, I get yeah. so confused. We have covered this a number of times on this show <laughs> where there are rules enforced. Do you think this is theatrics? I think it might be Mike Kyoto, maybe not necessarily knowing the environment that he's in. You know, if he's still pretty green, if he is still kind of working around, he just may not think that I'm supposed to count when these two guys are down, right? Maybe not thinking, we're in a cage, bro. We're live, pal. We should all, all ask the same question. We should all ask uh, the same question and say, hey, were you really green during this match? That you know, you've been in it for like 20 years already. Well, I will say, I will say, speaking of green, me and Mike Kyoto had a nice couple of moments with the green at Top Guy Weekend. Boom. Oh. See what happens when you become a top guy at free shows? You get cool shit. I know. I know. That is why we are explicit. Right. <laughs> Rated E good for everyone. Off, good offense by Edge. <laughs> Kick out Christian. Uh, Edge blocks with the blocks the kill switch. I don't think they were calling it that though. Christian out at two. Edge trying to escape again. Edge throwing Christian into the cage. Are the announcers telling the story, James? Oh well, when they're not referring to them as brothers, I guess. But uh, <laughs> they are extenuating that. So. <laughs> I think they're telling a good story. They do also promote like a bunch of stuff and they are JR does bring up the invasion like angle storyline during this match cuz you know I guess with like what Devin said with Christian like allying with the alliance but I guess they're telling a good story. I mean, it's Jim Ross. Can't go wrong. Uh Brad, until Christian went to TNA, the kill switch was called the unprettier. Okay, good. Thank you for that, Devin. I appreciate that because I wasn't sure. It's just like well, the sweet chin music. You never know when this stuff happens. It's the kill switch to me now. But yeah, yeah. When he returned, it was still called the by kill the way, switch. Kill switch but... is a great freaking name for for a finisher to me. I think that is like a kick ass name. Uh, sure, better than spear, right? <laughs> yeah. Know. Edge straddling straddling the top of the cage. Now, now both are up there. Edge falls onto the rope, crotch first. Now I had this question for Adam because I really wanted to know how do you protect yourself in this situation. But we're gonna we we obviously us five assholes don't know shit. But I want to ask you, Devin, should it have hurt longer than five seconds? Speaking of assholes, that should have been destroyed after that. Good <laughs> drop off the top rope. I mean, like seriously, how do you recover? Like uh, that, to me, that's poor selling. <laughs> That's yeah, not, yeah, no, back, definitely should have <laughs> stole, but he, he couldn't sell because Christian's trying to escape. So I don't know. It was just a bad Christian, spot, I believe. Christian's completely out. Um, Edge grabs, uh, I don't know, I can't even read my writing. Edge is, is hog tying the ankles to the cage. Okay. Devin, how clever did you think this was, though? Uh, it was brilliant. Edge pulled the tape right off of his own wrist. Pulled Christian's legs in, trapped him right around the second rope, tied him in, and so, we've seen the finish a few that, years later too. And how strong does that tape have to be to be tied around your legs, where you can't just pull your legs apart and like break it? You got any tape? Let's experiment this. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to give everybody the visual at home. I would really like for you guys to at least, if you're going to watch any part of this match, watch this part. And Rebellion, like I said, Rebellion 2001, and I mean Christian's out. He's out of the cage, all the way out, and all he's got to do is drop to the ground. It's another 10 feet, no, five feet, right? Five feet? Mm -hmm. And then Edge ties him to the cage from the inside, and then he, he's stuck there. It's, just, it's, it's something you don't I see. I thought it was very anything. creative. It was definitely yeah. very creative. We, and I don't think we've seen anything like that since then. 
No, they, they keep trying to get creative with cages, like throwing them through the cage, and all of a sudden you win because you landed outside. You knocked the. They have gotten creative, but this was a, this was unique to me. So Edge escapes the cage um, clothesline on the way down for some reason, right? That'd be that last <laughs> finish. Like, that and, that's um, it. So I was going to ask you, Mike, how'd you like the finish? But uh, Mike, uh, I liked. I, I, yeah, I, like I said, I thought it was very creative. It was definitely something different. It wasn't somebody just knocked out, another one climbing the climbing over top, or just regular pain. So I mean, like I said, creative. So outside um, the box. Definitely outside the box, Devin. I'm going to look at your last question here that you gave me from earlier. Was this better than their other ladder match? I guess uh, you know. The answer, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, I believe I believe this was the best match out of their trilogy. Like, uh, they're kind of at the point where they've done everything in their first two matches, and now they have to go put on a show in this steel cage match. And they're still coming up with spots I've never even seen before. And it's very creative finish. And yeah, I believe they ended their, the trilogy with a bang. I give it a thumbs up. I give it a thumbs up. So uh, we're going to go ahead to the questions if that's okay. Uh, Brian Haremza wants to know, I honestly never thought that edge and Christian rivalry worked for me. When tag team partners break up, do you enjoy them having a feud or would you rather them just go their separate ways? Hmm. I didn't call on anyone. I so. I think it's good for them to have some kind of feud. If they're breaking up, you have to have one turn on the other. Because, I mean, they're either both heels or both babyface. So one has to do something different to the other in order for that team to actually split up. They can't just wake up one day and come up on Raw, hey, we're going our different ways. See you later. So I think, I think it's always good for them to have something splitting them up. I think it depends. I mean, you know, going back to the Sean and Marty thing, I think it was, I mean, obviously circumstances were different because Christian wasn't, you know, getting arrested for possession. Um, but I think that the, that time frame that they spent, you know, I said it before that really built that up. I, I think it depends on the team. Like did anybody really want to see the Dudley's feud after they broke up? No, you know, and yes. I, I, but, but you're right. Whitaker. I think something has to happen, but I, one thing about the match I'll say is there was a sense of urgency the entire match. Right. It was great. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It don't, it don't have to be three matches or anything. I mean, it could yeah. be one match, you know, one turns on the other, they have one match and then they go their separate ways. Unless you do the draft where you yeah. split the team. Hmm. That could be the only, I mean, only other way where you can still have it. Yeah. Like if, so, a, if a person turns on their partner, you definitely should have a match. But if they do just so be split up a, yeah. just because, I don't see the need to have a match, I guess. Here's a solid question for you guys. What about, you know, because there's some tag teams that they just phase out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, what are, what's the criteria for needing a feud versus just, like, phasing them out? If they I turn and you have a personal issue, then you need a match. Mm -hmm. But if they just, right. like, don't really just feud, you know, like, they just kind of, somebody goes off this way and somebody goes off this way. If they never like turn on each other, I don't think you need to have have a match. Yeah, because then I mean, if they just kind of go their own different ways, that means they really weren't a great tag team to begin with. Like, I I'm mean, like Braun, we use Braun Strowman and Rick say right now. You know, they're going they're going strong right now, but if they just kind of they lose their like, I guess they're going for the titles. But after they lose the titles, if they go their own separate ways. It's not gonna make a shit difference to us, you know what happens. It's nobody turn on nobody else. They're just going back to their separate ways. Yeah. Well, we've seen I, I, Nicholas versus Ricochet match, though. That's what <laughs> I want to know. 
So we could. <laughs> very. That's a deep cut. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to tell, tell you why these matches don't happen sometimes. One of two reasons. It could be two reasons. One is that the, the tag team never caught on, and they just phased it out. Or two, mm-hmm. someone got hurt. I think that's the only time they don't feud. Yeah. Right. I think I, that the idea is to set up a long-term program one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. I think that a tag team, there really is only two ways if they're going to break up. It's either one, they fizzled out and neither of them could catch steam. So they're going to go their separate ways and try a different act. Or two, one or both of them is ready for a mainstream and higher push. So they're going to break up, ditch their partner, and then that will make them look even bigger as a heel or the other as a baby face for their rise on what's coming next. Agreed. Got some more questions here. Uh, guess what? Hair questions from friend of the show, Allison Faye and Zol Lopez. So Zol wants to know, Uh-oh. sorry, Allison Faye, taking your gimmick. Who looks better with shorter hair, Edge or Christian? But Allison Faye says, you already know the question, but I'll ask it anyway. Who had the better hair in this match? Only one right answer again, so don't mess it up. I already told her what my answer was, and I'm going to tell you what I think. Edge looks better here. Edge looks better with long hair. Christian looks better with short hair. Boom. And that's exactly I what I said. And <laughs> I, I she agree. actually said, I, I said, she said, because at first she was get, she was like all mad at me again. And I said, no, no, you're not listening. He's better with long hair, Edge. Christian's better with short hair. And yeah. she said, bingo. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. All right, RJ, we're going to ask this ridiculous question. If you could throw one person through a window, who would it be and why would it be Sammy Guevara? What the hell does this have to yeah. do with Yeah. Shout out our referee. Shout out RJ. Our I like that one. It would be freaking <laughs> RJ Krasinski. <laughs> That's what Funny guy. Anyway, that's it, guys. And uh, back to you, James. Fuck All yeah. Right. <laughs> well, uh, shout out to... Uh, See, the, the rectangle intercontinental belt was the best one. I'm going to throw that in there. We covered two matches. The white strap rectangle intercontinental is the best belt, and we didn't cover any of that. Good stuff, guys. Archives. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, speaking of that, I guess we're going to fuck Mary and kill our way around that topic because we've definitely, uh, you know, fucked that intercontinental belt topic to death on this uh, show. But uh, I guess Brad, what's uh, we got what's a theme? Shaking on this so one. We got a theme. So we got a theme for today. Uh, I mean, the people are the people, but it's uh, so friends that became foes, right? So let's go with famous splits in uh, the in the world. So we have exes here. Ben Affleck's exes, as a matter of fact, for the women. So we have three women here that Ben Affleck has either dated and broke up with. He might be back with one again, but he did break up with her. They broke up. So let's go with them. Jennifer Lopez. Now, listen, best version, okay? I don't want anybody Googling her now and saying, oh, she's 56 years old. She still looks hot as fuck, man. That Instagram is fire. I agree. I'm just saying, just freaking, sometimes we get out of hand. (laughs) So, Jennifer Lopez, Jennifer Garner, and Gwyneth Paltrow. Gallagher? Well, I think you got to ask Jennifer Lopez. To do what with? That's the first. (laughs) No, no. F Jennifer Lopez. Oh, F. Okay. Yeah, we're going to F Jennifer Lopez. I would say I'm going to marry Gwyneth Paltrow and I would kill Jennifer Garner. Damn. 
I have a feeling Jennifer Garner's going down, and I don't mean in a good way. <laughs> Devin, <laughs> what do you got, pal? All right, so I am going to fuck JLo because, <laughs> I mean, yeah, how can you turn that down? And then uh, I'm going to marry Jennifer Gardner because I've had a crush on her since, like, 2004 or five when 13 Going on 30 came out. Love it. <laughs> then out of uh, <laughs> process of elimination, I'm going to have to kill Gwyneth Paltrow. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think Adam is uh, fully uh, there. I think he yeah, is. No, uh, but he's <laughs> on camera. He's no, but something, something pops in my head when I see Adam like that. Yes, who's back? Back again. JD's <laughs> <laughs> back. <laughs> 313. Shout out to the 313. All right, Whitaker. I can see right. filling it. So I am going to marry Jennifer Lopez. Explain. I'm going to fuck. Just because it's Jennifer Lopez. Like, since day one, she's been Jennifer Lopez. And since the day so die, she's going to be Jennifer Lopez. So. I love these answers. <laughs> <laughs> not sitting. You're standing, not sitting. Or something the, like she, that, right? She really hasn't changed. I mean, her looks, everything. She hasn't changed that much. So, And she's rich, and she's hot, and she's, yeah, I'm marrying her. They're all, they're all rich. Okay, so let's yep. get that oh, out sure. of the way. <laughs> okay. Jennifer Garner, I'll fuck her, and the other one is... The actor. other one. What is the uh, you don't what know her? That, I don't, yeah. She's that pretty one. famous. I, pretty I forgot famous her name. When is Paltrow? She was like Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow. I don't Iron Man's yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. There you go. Yes. Or, well, see, I, I can't compete with Iron Man because he's rich. <laughs> Tony Stark, you think I can compete with that? <laughs> no. But you won't well, have boy. to. It's your choice. I know, but yeah. I'm on I'd kill her and I want to fight Tony Stark over it. Because I'm going to whoop my ass. <laughs> and Adam's frozen again, and he's unfrozen. And he's frozen, and he's unfrozen. Adam, you there? He's back. Katie's back. Yeah, I think I'm here. You want to you play this game real quick? <laughs> just Boy, this is, uh, this is a bagel moment for sure. He's on it. All right, James? <laughs> Mary and J-Lo, all day, all day, Mary and J-Lo. Uh, fucking Jennifer Garner, and sorry, Gwyneth, but I guess you're the odd one out. I'm going to go with the same answers. It's just because I, uh, Jennifer Lopez, all day, every day, right? Like you guys are saying, she's Jennifer Lopez, uh, apparently when she's born, when she's middle-aged, she's dead. She's hey, always Jennifer people Lopez. are people, Brad. You started the segment saying people are people. <laughs> and now we got uh, Jennifer Lopez is Jennifer Lopez. I have a thing for Jennifer Garner, too. Um, not as much as Jennifer Lopez, but I do like Jennifer Garner, and I do like 13 going on 30. She's hot in that movie, for sure. Uh, and she's hot no in most movies. No clue what movie I was talking about. Watch <laughs> it later. That's uh, your <laughs> yeah. crew movie of the week. I'll run right to it. <laughs> and finally, yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I never really had a thing for Gwyneth, but she's not awful. She's just... Uh, of the three, that's my, uh, that's my kill. Watch that. Anyway, let's go... To the gentleman, but first we got to start with who is who, who's the ex. So we're gonna go with Jennifer Aniston. Oh, Jennifer Aniston has had some exes in her time. I thought you were gonna, gonna go, go with J Lo's exes, and I was like, oh shit, she's reaching like Liv Taylor status almost. 
I almost went with Pete, Pete Davidson's exes. Oh, that's a good one, too. We could have had a show just for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so uh, we're going to go with her exes. Now, you guys might have to Google one of them. I don't know. Brad Pitt, obviously you don't. <laughs> He's one of them. Judge John Mayer, the singer. Oh. And uh, her recent, most recent ex, I, I mean, not recent, but maybe most notable, Justin Thoreau. Uh, you might have to Google him. I'm not sure, but that was who she was with uh, most recently. Uh, I mean, she might have been someone since, but that's who I remember. So anyway, who do you got there, Gallagher? Uh, let me, I mean, I know Justin Thoreau is, but let me just look at him real quick. <laughs> Does anybody? Uh, okay. You... Okay. Like yeah, he played, he played dude in, um, oh, the, um... the HBO show. You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to kill Justin Thoreau just because I – I'm going to kill Justin Thoreau just because – I mean, just because, because I don't really know who he is. Um, I'm going to marry Brad Pitt because he's Brad Pitt. And I guess I'll fuck John Mayer because he's a really good musician. I mean, always a and good he just, He's yeah, Scottish, too. Right? And I feel like, you know, he's a guy that, you know, you, you, you know, it's like you're the musician. You meet him and you, you go, you have fun, and you, you part ways. That's it. That's a good answer, actually. You're right. You know, one night stand be a groupie, right? Yeah. Devin, what do you got, well, Devin? For that reason, I am gonna be marrying John Mayer, actually. Because I, I thought John Mayer was dead every time. I swear to God. Go ahead. John Mayer, I'll <laughs> let him sing to me every single night. So yeah, why not? I'll marry John Mayer. And then uh I'm gonna fuck Brad Pitt. We've seen him in a zillion movies, we've seen him. Oh, everywhere. I feel like my whole life I've seen Brad Pitt everywhere. So Brad Pitt, he's gonna be my fuck. And then uh <laughs> Justin Thoreau or Thoreau, however you pronounce it. <laughs> uh he just looks like a fuck. heel. I Googled him, he just looks like a bad guy, a heel in a villain movie or in a like a superhero movie. So I'm gonna kill him so Superman <laughs> doesn't have to. Well, saving okay. the world, Devin. Whitaker. All right. I'm going to marry John Mayer because he's going to be out on the road all the time, singing, doing whatever he has to do. So he's going to be gone. So I'm going to marry him. Um, what was the other one? Justin, Justin Throne or whatever? Justin Throne and Brad Pitt. Yeah, Justin Throne. I'm going to fuck him. Now I can fuck him, get him done and over with, and I'm killing Brad Pitt. What's your he's reason an for asshole. Brad Pitt? He's just an asshole? Why is that? First in person, he's an asshole. Yeah. You guys are like the same height, though. Yeah, but still, he's an asshole. He's, he's short. He's five one. Yeah, he's short, but he's an asshole. At least in Family Guy, he is. I don't know. What the, in Family Guy, <laughs> <laughs> you believe everything in Family Guy. Most, yeah. The dog that talks in that accurate um, representation. <laughs> yeah, sure, James. All right, I'm killing uh, your boy Justin Thoreau because I don't even really know who that is. Uh, I'm gonna fuck. Brad Pitt, you know, that pretty boy shit, like, you know, fuck him and get trash him, you know? And uh, marrying John Mayer because, you know, I think with him, uh, you know, uh, waiting on the world to change and all that, you know, uh, maybe maybe he'll tell me my body is a wonderland, you know what I'm saying? Maybe, uh, you know, White George's, another great song. Uh, maybe we'll be slow dancing in a burned room together. But mainly Fantastic. the thing is, is he can sing Your Body is a Wonderland at his concerts, 
get some ladies involved, you know what I'm saying? So we can have like threesomes, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, he, can get, he can get a bunch of daughters in your bedroom. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> of age daughters. That's what, yeah, what he means. <laughs> I wasn't age specific. Every, every woman is a daughter. I'm just saying. That is very true. So, so mothers take care. I don't know how that song goes. This is another good one. (laughs) But yeah, you're trying to make John Mayer into a John Player, you know. (laughs) I wonder sometimes about the outcome. Am I still uh, uh, married to this life? Am I living it right? Why, Georgia? Why? So, all right, I am going to kill John Mayer. I I thought he was dead for all four of you. I really did. I'm really surprised. I I just have no interest in anything, fucking him or marrying him. Uh, Brad Pitt, I'm gonna fuck because I don't want to marry him because he smells like I was told. So I can't deal with that every night. Just maybe once he in a while. Like what? I heard he smells. Oh. Google it. I'm sure you'll find something. <laughs> Does he smell like Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, candles? Uh-huh. Maybe one time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm gonna go with I'm gonna marry Justin Thoreau. I like Justin Thoreau. He's pretty hot. He's got a freaking six pack like uh Finn Balor. So anyway, thanks for playing. I hope you enjoyed yourself, Mike Gallagher, with that. I know you've been waiting. Oh, uh, it was that. fun. Finn Balor's got like a twelve pack. <laughs> no, all so. of this is fun. All this is amazing. <laughs> all right, I found it right here. Apparently, Brad Pitt smells like a dog. A mix of dog, lemons, water, and apple cider vinegar is what he uses. I didn't spray, it seems like. Water? That's what a hippie, hippie shake like? right there. Water, lemons, apple cider vinegar. So oh, he shaves his armpits jelly. every single week. And shaves his Yep, and uh, he, his, uh, his Facebook username at one point was actually Stink Daddy. So. <laughs> <laughs> Real shit, huh? Yeah. <laughs> He deserves seven for that. Yeah. yeah, I just think that you couldn't have two Brads in that relationship. That's your true reason for killing him. I didn't kill him. I fucked him. Oh, oh, oh. my bad. <laughs> one and done. Because, you know, I can deal with it one night. We all have. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows it. Back to you, James. Old stink, daddy. That was good. <laughs> oh, man. Just keep it simple, Brad. Brad Pitt. Just keep it at Brad Pitt. What if he changes Twitter to at Stank Daddy? That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, might as well keep this uh, train on the tracks to go right to Devin. So, uh, Devin, what you got for the demographic this week? All right. So, as you all know, I'm Devin Dowling at DevinD19 on Twitter and Instagram on all my socials. Uh-huh. And this week... For my uh, Devin's Demographic of the Week, I wanted to do a shout-out to New South Pro Wrestling again. They have a big event coming up March 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. It's uh, it's going to be called the Haas Tournament. They've had this for multiple years in a row. Right now, they have a lot of big contestants entered in that. Uh, some of them are Davey Richards, J.P. Warhorse, Luigi Primo, Brogan Finley, Myron Reed. Some of the biggest uh, independent stars across the nation are going to be in this tournament. And at the same night, uh, that's going to be when Kenzie Page is going to be defending her title against our man, Cabana Man Dan. Boom. I'm excited for this uh, this pay-per-view that you can watch on Fight or on Fight Plus. And I think it's going to be a big show. Big for independent wrestling. 
Excuse me, Devin. Is, um, is this included with the Fight Plus subscription? I believe it is. Yes. Yeah. So if you use Fight promo Plus. code KOC, that is promo code KOC on Fight TV, you'll get probably absolutely nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> something we might just something Cabana Man Dan with, uh, against Kenzie Page, correct? Yep. So, I mean, that's that might be for the New South, New South World Heavyweight Championship. Friend of the show, heavyweight championship and, uh, match. Hopefully, uh, Kenzie Page, future friend of the show. <laughs> Kenzie Page, current NWA Women's Tag Team Champion with Ella Envy. Oh. You can check out their promo battle on YouTube right now before that matchup. So really interesting mm. with New South. They have one champion, right? Not a women's champion, one champion, and it can be men or women? Correct. Well, wow, that sounds right up the cruise alley. And that, that belt is huge. Yeah. Like, I seen that you did that promo thing, that belt is freaking huge. It's like this big. Oh, it's ginormous. One of the biggest belts I've seen ever, honestly. Is it the BFG? (laughs) 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 Have you seen that one? I don't know. I don't know why I thought that was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's what it's called. Isn't it like Joey Janela had it for a long time? Belt that's like three and a half feet tall. I think he called it BFG, Big Fucking Gold. Big Big Fucking gold. Gold, baby. Love it. Great, Devin. That was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to watch that. I mean, because now we have the, as the crew, we have the Fight Plus subscription. So, and our own We're promo code continue. that will say invalid code if you try to use it. <laughs> we want to continue to cover stuff more than WWE, of course. We're, we're always uh, trying new things. And as you know, we've uh, now covered Mid South, GCW, all of it. So, we're going to continue to do that. Sounds like we're going to yeah, we cover our third Cabana Man Dan match. I'm yeah, we love ready, supporting right? that man. Man, man, Dan. So maybe this will be a future episode. You never know. Yeah. Oh, I think it's going to be. Spoiler. <laughs> be looking for that one down the line. I think that's a definite. <laughs> Might come out three weeks later, but we'll do it the next day. Three Cabana Man Dan matches. How many Stone Cold books? Hey. <laughs> Look at that. Nice shirt there, Mr. Gallagher. I had to drop it before I uh, signed off today. Repping. Nice. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Yeah. All right. I guess that's back to you, James. Right, Devin? Yeah. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Back to you, James. Well, uh, what better thing than, uh, you know, watching some wrestling than uh, eating some food, right? So, uh, Mike, what you got on the meat minute this week? Well, today I'm going to do something that I like. I'm going to do a homemade Popeye. Because, you know, they got those little ones at the store and they're good, but you have to eat like five of them to get filled up. So I'm going to do a young, a little bit bigger version. So for this, for your crust, you just get some regular um, pie crust. Like get the, it's like 14 ounce, two count thing in there. For your filling, you need one third cup of butter. You need one third cup of chopped onions. One third cup of flour. Uh, half a teaspoon of salt. Half a teaspoon of pepper. One and three quarters cups of chicken broth. Half a cup of half a cup of milk, and two and a half cups of shredded uh, cooked chicken or turkey, whichever one you want. And you need two cups of frozen vegetables, thawed. You don't want them frozen when you do this. So, first of all, you're gonna preheat your oven to 225. Just, and while you're doing that, and getting your oven up to temperature, 
in a little saucepan, melt butter, and then add in your onion, cook for two minutes, stirring until it gets tender. Then you stir in your flour, salt, and pepper until it's well blended. Then you stir in your, your chicken broth and your milk and cook until it starts getting a little bit of bubbly and it gets real thick. A little bit of the bubbly? A little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> when that gets done, you, you stir in your chicken and mixed vegetables. Remove from the heat and put all that stuff into your pie crust. Then you put that in there and you put it on. Set 425 for 30 to 40 minutes and let the crust get golden. Um, then let it go for another about 15 minutes and you'll be good. Bring it out, let it stand for five minutes, and you have a big old homemade chicken pot pie. Fantastic, Mike. Nice. How many does that serve, Mikey? Usually, uh, like three or four. Yeah, it's a good idea. I've used it with uh, like leftover uh, turkey, you know, like uh, Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, especially after Thanksgiving or something like that. And you can do all different. You can do chicken. You can do like steak. You do. You can do shrimp or whatever you want. <clears throat> I've made that before. The only difference that I've done is uh, I use a special butter and I cook it at four twenty. But mm-hmm. uh, tell me about the special butter, pal. Four hundred twenty nope. degrees is all you need to do. Four twenty, baby. <laughs> Love it. Great. I like it. Yeah. Life size or life size. A big size chicken pot pie. Or any pot pie. Shrimp pot pie sounds a bomb. <laughs> Cartman's, <laughs> Cartman's pot pie. <laughs> Got Tenement's, uh parents chili. You know, anything like that. Shout out. Well, fuck. Thanks, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Tastes good, you know, sounds good, probably tastes good. That being said, I guess uh, we're on to next week. What uh, do you want to talk about it, Devin, or no? Yeah, next week we're gonna have a very special guest on. It's uh, it's a, uh, it's gonna be a big show for us, I believe. It's uh, one of the NWA's top referees in the business. It's Jared Fritz. He's uh he's been big in the podcast game with his uh, ref fit, with refing it up and promoting with a bunch of other companies, and he's covered some of the biggest women's title matches in in the United States and the world, I believe. So I'm really excited for the show. Should be a big opportunity for all of us. Nice, awesome. There you go. Somebody special. <laughs> can I uh, can I ask how you guys how you guys got him on? Just contacted him, Dang. honestly. Yeah. I just messaged him on Instagram. And he oh, that's awesome. said he'd love to be on. Oh, yeah. Have you, you guys, have you guys made some friends? Have you guys been able to make some cool contacts in the podcast community since you guys have been doing this? We're working through it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> machines are rolling. <laughs> so, no. There's a couple people out there. But. We had the, actually, we had the referee that made the final three count of Ric Flair's last match. And now he's been on, I think, three times. So, hey. Hey, he did a run in today. Right? Ric Flair was yeah. on the show one time. Yeah, Ric Flair, uh, John Alba. Same thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have some, we, uh, Mike, we have some future, uh, Gallagher, we have some future uh, ideas and uh, some some stuff out there that's going to happen this year. We just, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a little tough scheduling with uh, people in the uh, spotlight. So yeah. that's the only thing, especially when five of us uh, have double scheduling. <laughs> so right, I can imagine right, with right. 
with uh entertainment life you know it's it's not easy but we're we're uh we're working through it we're gonna get there yeah maybe you'll read about it down the line who knows who knows or maybe i'll just hear about it on a zoom call maybe yeah <laughs> okay, you don't have to all right well it looks like it's uh it says conclusion now so uh you can reach me at james okurai <laughs> it is at james okurai my name Keep it simple. No uh, stank daddy or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> stank daddy. <laughs> I change mine to stank daddy. <laughs> yeah, we are the Kickout Crew. You can follow us at Twitter at Kickout Crew. You can follow us on Instagram. You can follow us. Uh, watch the full episodes on YouTube. I'm pretty sure our TikTok is up and running and going crazy. Uh, you know, we got a bunch of funny clips on there. Um, is that all of the? You can listen to the podcast wherever you listen to the podcast. Uh, Watch on YouTube. Yeah, you can do this. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Listen to it on Apple's, Spotify, Podbeam, (laughs) CastBox. Wherever you listen to your show, we're there. We're everywhere. We're the TikTok crew. So nice. We've got to list everything twice. <laughs> Anybody else have it? Gallagher, uh, give you a little outro, man. Uh, you know, shill yourself and uh, thanks for being on. You know, but tell everybody where they can reach you, how to reach you, and all that business. Oh, well, I'm on Twitter at, at Mike Gurr5, so M I K E G R R5. Um, I just, this has been a blast, guys. I really appreciate you asking me to come on. And, you know, what's great is this just doesn't feel any different than what we do every night on the Zoom call. So, um, Thanks and good luck to everybody with your future endeavors. <laughs> you firing us? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking. No, right. so the reason why I was asking. Are no, you the reason why I was asking is, trash bag now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm looking forward to seeing where the where the podcast goes, guys. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I enjoy it. I really like watching it on YouTube. I mean, and again, I think I would I would challenge you know the top guys who know who know us. Um, to watch it and to, to get into it. And, and I would challenge people who are like peripheral wrestling fans that it's a good show to get into. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to get into it. Appreciate what that. We try for. Yeah. Some of us on the show aren't really that big of wrestling fans anyway. Devin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 well, one thing I love throughout the time was us pointing and, and like who knows like i don't know where you guys are in relation to the boxes so like i was going like this like this and and i could be pointing i mean right now i'm pointing to whitaker and that could be pointing to brad i don't know yeah my screen you're pointing, you're pointing to Devin on my screen yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of times where i point like this and it's just like i'm pointing to nothing like i'm on, you know, on right. the edge <laughs> right now you are you, you are to me. in my screen you're not you're not pointing anything on my screen james <laughs> yeah, professional podcast to say the least but i do pre from the bottom of my heart i really do appreciate this was a blast i mean this has been the most fun i've had in a long time so thanks guys i really appreciate it uh it's great having you on man yeah thanks Thanks, for coming on thanks guys well like the hokey pokey man that's what it's all about Mm. shout out hokey pokey always good to get a hokey pokey reference Oh, yeah. Turn it all around. You get it. I turned it all around. Shout out to old cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Waka, waka, waka. We're definitely rolling. Here we go. <laughs>
Oh, man. Thank you for uh, listening, everybody, and watch on YouTube. Another fun-filled episode, because uh, it's all about the laughs and the good times here on your show, The Kickout Crew. Because sometimes you need that escape from life, man, because hot damn, sometimes it's a bitch out there. But, uh, you know, it's good to escape. Laugh hell up and read the whole fucking episode, it feels like. So, uh, you know, that being said, when life gets you down, you just got to kick out it, too. Because that's what we do while we're here with you on your show. Bam. Kick out crew. Had a fun time, guys. Uh, thanks, Mike Gallagher, for bringing on. Can't wait to have you back. And uh, we'll see everybody next Thank week. You. Peace. Peace. Peace.